Hello and welcome to Fun Bearable. I am Brad Rohr. I'm Ray Harrington. And I'm Chuck Staten. And this is a very special episode of Fun Bearable in which we're going to discuss our favorite things from the previous year, which in this case, 2022. That's how it's commonly known. Yeah, that's mm. what most people say, just yes. to save time. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of emails and uh, messages and stuff about like, hey, you know, Brad and I were doing the Chuck and Brad podcast, and now that's become Fun Bearable. Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue the Chammies and Brammies? We are continuing the Chammies and Brammies. Here it is. It's the Chammies, the Brammies. Now, I pitched, and the R Hammies for Ray Harrington. Um, Everybody would associate that. Like, you could write that on a, on a, <laughs> a, a notepad and just hand it to a random person and go, R Hammies, what does that mean? <laughs> and they'd say, Ray Harrington's Ray best of 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ray Harrington's favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, do you have a? Do you have a? Is, I mean, we do. It could be Rammies, but it just seems like Ugh, it's more fun. Yeah, Rammies is tough. Yeah, Brammies, Chammies, and our Hammies. That, there is a rhythm. Can we agree on that? Sure. I mean, s- same as like Chugga Chugga Choo Choo has a rhythm, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Sure does. Why don't we call it that? <laughs> I mean, the Choo Choos of because we're choosing our things, <laughs> right? We could, we could do the the Rammies. Or the hammies, or the R hammies, or the Ray hammies. It's just I love the R hammies. But if we keep this up next year, we have to do it in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, we're gonna we, we're gonna go to Denny's and we'll get a moods, moods over, over Miami, Miami. Yeah. Right. with a little old lady who's a Grammy. Yeah, and so on. We, yeah. I mean, we could. I, this is just I'm just throwing this out there, spitballing. Yeah, we could just call it the Ammies. And take away the ch, the bra, and the r hams. Yeah, that's good. I, I was referring it to, uh, to it as the funbies, but like it, does, it just doesn't matter. I think yeah. it's fine with whatever. But I think Ooh. once you get into a the this 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 and this, right? It's like and it turns into like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yes, that's when we got to go. What are we doing? It could it be won't the, fit it on could, the trophy. It could be the fammies. The fammies, which instead, well, because of fun bearable, yeah, and instead of making you know because it's three now, sure, yeah, it could be just the fammies. Okay. What about the Femmies? <laughs> that I think could get us in trouble. Yeah. I think the Femmies could get us in trouble. Oh boy. I'm down for either Ammies or Femmies. The po- right. the Poskers. <laughs> yes. It's the, the podcast. The no, the, the the podcast Oscars. Right. The Poskers. <laughs> How about little trophies for what we like? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like yeah. Welcome to Little Trophies we'll for think What about We it. Like. We'll think about it. The yeah. Foskers. Huh. No, that's yeah. a little weird. Yeah. Fun bearable. Fun Boskers. We should have done this off mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why, you know, this yeah. is why it's going to take you know, it's the, a whole other year. It's either the R Hammies or the Fun Boskers. <laughs> oh, no. I love Fun Boskers. It's like a Count s- Fun Boskers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Count Fun Boskers. Just take my blood. Just- <laughs> okay. This <laughs> but, was easy. Wow. So we've been doing this for a long time in the Chuck and Brad podcast. I that's think how, it was the yeah. first episode. That's how we started was our best of our favorite of, of 2008. Wow, so people tuned in, they're too. like, I don't know who these guys are, <laughs> right. but what do they like? Yep. I don't know what they are like, but now I know what they do like. Right. <laughs> and people, it's funny because as time went on, I'm like, oh, this is interesting because we're just talking about our, our recommendations without a ton of yeah. deep diving. But people really do like the, the Chammies and Brammies. So yeah, we're here. We're keeping it going. We're going to talk about our favorite things of the year when it comes to movies, music, streaming shows. TV, all, or all terrestrial. the terrestrial. Yes, right. right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I also I give a big disclaimer, and and Chuck mocks me for my weak-willed ways. We're not saying this is the best. 
We're just saying it's our favorite. Oh, okay. Like art is subjective. Right. So if somebody out there disagrees Doesn't with he, us, isn't he talking like someone like, okay. has him like backed into a corner? Like, yeah. why did you yeah. say this was the best yeah. movie yeah. with you a knife? It happens that, every time. You said that like uh, a lawyer in closing arguments yes. <laughs> in a case that you are frustrated with. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> just, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Now imagine she here. was white. <gasps> did I say it was the best or did I say it was my favorite? That's it. That's exactly how you say it. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there's a little bit of that. You there reach is. your hand out to, to like put Jur- your hand on another juror, yeah. uh, on, on a juror, right. and you can just see them go, right? <laughs> just pull their hands away. <laughs> Is he allowed to touch? <laughs> Objection. <laughs> He's touching them again. <laughs> Sustained. Chuck Staten, attorney at law. <laughs> if you make physical contact with a juror one more time, yeah. Mr. Roar, you will be held in contempt. Uh, held, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now who's the one contempting? I'm not a lawyer. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about our favorite stuff of the year. Uh, it's Let's a fun way it. to get into the new year. It's to yeah. say, what did we like? It's a good way to look back with positivity. Yeah, positivity. Yes. Positivity. Yeah. Now, here's, here's a small issue. I'm coming to the table. I thought... Pre-turning the mics on, I was ready to go. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm raring. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then immediately it hit me and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and from what you have described of this uh, yeah. process, yeah. it is a slog? It, like, because there's a lot. I right? I, I, th- I think it's less of a slog than previous. We pared down some categories. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, we, we know what categories we're doing. And, well, and, I see know. on one of your index cards, it says... Best fitting pair of pants for the year. <laughs> Favorite fitting. Favorite fitting. Pair of pants. They're not the best. Oh, okay. The world they just has agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's just Brad's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> pants that say you could do better. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a slog because it's all stuff that we like. Yeah. 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 You sure. know what I mean? I think sure. it's all positive. I mean, there's stuff I like, but if I if I just did like three hours of talking right. solely about that thing, I think people could be like. All right, we get it. You like that show, Red Dwarf? That's what we. Yeah. That's what we thought. But the, <laughs> yeah. the results. No, 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 I'm are not. In. I'm not being negative about this thing. We're, I, I mean, uh, yeah. ca- category number one: favorite cereal, marshmallow division. Oh, uh, no. uh, uh. And, and then in parentheses again, marshmallows only. Now I have a seven way tie. Yeah. <laughs> I and do then we do a lot of that. Then we have to get into like a whole thing. Like we have a whole discussion breaking down like what constitutes a marshmallow. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that, that kind yeah. of stuff will happen. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Let me just rub my eyes for about 15 That'll minutes. That'll give me energy. Oh, there we go. Uh, all right, coffee number four. Let's do it. Uh, we start with games. Yes. Uh, particularly of the video variety. Fuck. First category. I did board. Uh, handheld or mobile game ray i could carry a clue board <laughs> you could. My, on my lap when i drive right yeah. uh, the rooms are getting mixed <laughs> <Yeah>. up <laughs> uh, sorry you don't get to guess you slid yeah. out of the conservatory yeah. well i was in the library but <laughs> no. now i'm in the cup holder <laughs> yeah. did they all, right, do it? all right mousetrap be careful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. did they do it with an old dirty quarter in the glove box <laughs> All right, yes. Handheld or mobile game so, yes. favorite of two zero. Man, two, what if there two. was a fun bearable clue? 
That oh, would be amazing. Is it, just, is it just three people, or is Sheila the movie slut one of the characters? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she yeah, might yeah. be the one who knows if she gets yeah. murdered. I think the just victims could be the my Listeners. my K-pod group. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give a quick update? It's going to take two seconds. Yeah, of course. I don't want to drag this on. No, it's all right. A little levity before we get into the list. Right. Uh, pre-holidays, I did mention that I was starting a K-pod group. That's which correct. Is a, yes. right. You know, a boy band group for a podcast. Yes. Because I feel like we're going to get there. Yeah. yeah. During the holidays, I took a little time away from the K-Pod hype house. Okay. I told you not to do that. Right. I left a big bowl of food and water out. <laughs> okay, so they're So fine. I thought they were going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. I came back. I finally, like, I took some time. I went over to the K-Pod house yep. uh, after we recorded the other day. Uh, it's not looking good. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> the smallest one, Devin, uh-huh. he's the runt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He died. Oh, <laughs> he died. Oh boy. Uh, and the other three are very upset. Very upset. Understandably about it. so. So, egg on my face in that case. Yeah. I feel bad about it. Yeah. So that's what's going on with the K-Pod group. I will keep everybody updated. Yeah. Keep we us are abreast. currently doing casting. Uh, if you're for a, the fourth member, so if you're very small, if you're a runt, if you're a runt, or a different word. You can also, because we don't have that one yet. No. We don't have... Right. How do I put... Sassy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, bitchy, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody really bring in the Brad. Complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's all to say, I don't have a mobile favorite. Okay. Okay. Because I recently said uh, on this podcast, delete your mobile game. Yes. Because it, it's, uh, it's a drug. I have a joke. Can I say my joke? Please do. Yeah, please. If there was a fun, bearable clue, it would be... <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> Ray Harrington did it in the basement with a passive-aggressive comment. (laughs) (laughs) It really would be so fun to do Fun Bearable Clue, though. All right, well, get working. That would be funny. I'm going to work on it. I said handheld mobile game. I said Wordle. I played it for nine months of the year, every day. And, yeah, uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. I'm done. And Yeah, and that was it. But I was done, and then I played it for another hundred days because I wanted to get a streak. (laughs) And so, uh, and then I was really done. And but I did, uh, you know, it it swept the world, or at least you know, ten people I'm friends with on Facebook. And uh, it did. It really did. Yeah. Sweep so the world. handheld mobile game Wordle. I, I was playing a similar version because they had a lot of offshoots. Yes, they did. There was one that was about. Um, Store brand uh, uh, um, breakfast spreads yep. and um, comfortable um, uh, cushiony toilet seats mm-hmm. and things like that. It was called Myrtle. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was for old ladies. <laughs> yes. I was wondering where you were going with that. I was trying to think of old lady things, and I came up with spreads and those seats. Yeah. You know those seats? Yeah. Yeah, where the you, toilet seats. Where yeah. like an elderly person lives in the house. I remember this with uh, my grandmother on my dad's side yep. I, I was there and i sat down on that seat as a child and it was the first time like i sat down and then it went oh yeah and like i i slowly went down i'm like i don't like there's pee pee and poo poo all over yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah anyway yeah it's, yeah. it's, a, yeah, it's a it's a waste pillow yeah. and i don't like that a right? waste pillow i like that yeah. that's what that's it is a good it really way of change it. the name of the podcast yeah. <laughs> So I don't really do uh, mobile games, right? Yeah, but I do handheld games. You do Sunoco yes. games. I do, yeah. yes. Um, and I bought this tiny device this year that you guys have both seen, which is like a little Android Vibrator. tablet that, oh, yes. that, that is, has a fold in it. It's one yes. of those new foldable tablets. Yeah. And when I went to Florida with my family, I 
watched She-Hulk on the top screen. Yep. And I played Mario Kart 7 on the bottom screen. The way Martin Scorsese says you should watch entertainment. (laughs) And that's what I did for for all of my plane traveling. Yeah. And I beat Mario Kart 7. So technically, it was my favorite handheld game. I held it in my hand. Perfect. There you go. It works. Perfect. How about a retro game? Uh, Chuck, what uh, what was your favorite retro game my favorite, of 2022? My favorite retro game experience actually happened with two boys in this room. Three, actually. And it was when the three of us sat down mm. with our good buddy, Andrew Chavone, mm. and we played through the old arcade games Growl and Vendetta mm-hmm. um, for an episode of Fun Bearable that hasn't come out yet, um, that will be coming out. And I thought that that was very fun. Yeah, that was my favorite retro game experience. Very similar. I had uh, Ninja Saviors and Sixty Fourth Avenue Detectives, uh, <laughs> two games that Chuck and I played, kind of in between <laughs> our back surgeries, right around there. So we like to get together, yeah, and play old weird beat 'em ups, yeah. which is where the uh, the concept came from for the Dude, Dude Let's, Let's Beat, beat. Yeah. episode yep. that we recorded a fun bearable with Chavone. And uh, we often get together, and I'll be like, Brad, I found a new crazy old game, and we'll sit down and play it. He sent me a YouTube video of one today. Roddy and Kathy. Yeah. What is it? It's called (laughs) Roddy and Kathy? (laughs) Is it called that? that? Something like that. Is that a retro, like, like 8 bit game about a catheter? It is not. No, thankfully. And, the, and the insert pipette. <laughs> yes. And, and, and the pets. two characters are like Toe Jam and Earl, and they have to go through like the, the their catheter mini has and go been in, inserted too long, and that's where Roddy comes from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite retro game, Ray? Yeah. Uh, I don't play a lot of retro games. Right. I prefer like a single player story based kind of thing yep. or, yes. or open world thing. Uh, so I would say that uh, my favorite Let's retro experience yes. was the Dude Let's Beat. Nice. Yes. Um, and then I also did play a little bit of throwback stuff uh, with my son. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of Super Nintendo and stuff like that. But I, I'm not really a retro game right. guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, favorite multiplayer game. I put down TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which came out this year for next gen systems. Yeah. So when uh, the new Ninja Turtle uh, beat em up throwback came out, which like swept like basically they they planned on trying to move a certain amount of copies and they sold way more than they expected the game is like you know the the aggregated game score is like an a yeah everyone loves it but it was actually a six player side scrolling beat em up so the day it came out i made sure to be back in rhode island and we played through it with six of us that night right. remember and uh man that was also my favorite multiplayer game with the runner-up of the time that you and I beat Scott Pilgrim versus the world oh, yeah. when I was getting out of my back surgery earlier this year, which you forgot on your game list. I sure did. Yeah. <gasps> but uh, yeah, the Turtles game is incredible. Yeah. The new one. I love it. Weirdly, yeah. I, I wrote it down on my year in review list, but I didn't write it down. I didn't put game next to it because it was to me, it was an experience. But... <laughs> it was more than a game. <laughs> it's more than a game. Excuse me, uh, waitress. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know this cheeseburger, it's less a burger, more an experience. <laughs> <laughs> So if you could let the chef know, that is a, uh, that this is a Chili's, that. so I don't know about a chef, but I'll let my assistant manager know. <laughs> okay, you We do him. have a very frustrated 15-year-old behind that wall. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Todd. He said it was an experience. I just give him $5 off the check. <laughs> Ooh, 
<laughs> yeah, <ooh. laughs> Give him a lava cake and get him out. By the way, like, <laughs> tell him he can take any of the fun <laughs> stuff off the wall. By the way, that's us sitting in the booth and we can just hear him. Five dollars. Yeah. I'll say me saying that a cheeseburger is like if if the waitress is attractive, yeah. I I am definitely the type of person who would say something like that. Okay, I'm All just right. and, and just have no control over over my brain or mouth and just be like, this is more than a cheeseburger; it's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> you do you do kind of like talk to attractive waitresses, but the stuff he says just makes you sound like a lunatic. Oh yeah, he'll be like this, he'll be like. I will have the cheeseburger, but no mayonnaise. I'm from Indiana where we hate mayonnaise. <laughs> you really do do that. I don't do the why hair you, flip. Hold on. Why he did you turn that. into, he, so, like, you just turned into Hank Azaria from The Birdcage. <laughs> when you just. <laughs> Look, okay. Ah, okay. Well, do, ah, ah, you do, do it to Ray. You do it to Ray. You do it. I will have the hamburger. Could you just. Uh, just make sure. <laughs> just make sure there is no mayonnaise anywhere near there. I'm sorry. I'm from Indiana. We hate mayonnaise. There. <laughs> I will say it's like that. I will say during that process, far less uh, flourish. Like I, flourish. It, it well, was tick, ticking up to what I I would. I guess. Oh, I, hate I guess crime. the only way it is flaming. Yeah. Right? I think that's wow. a, a flamboyant. Right. Yeah, very flamboyant. flamboyant. Yeah, no, flamboyant. I'm not, I'm not. Which means floating flames. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but no, I what I did notice was that during that little uh, uh, reenactment yep. that we saw from you. Your shoulders were trying to swallow your head, yeah. right? Like they were I'm really you, trying yeah. to swallow your head. I mean, Chuck got a full plate of sour cream as a side once. So, <laughs> and not a bowl. Oh, man. Oh, you want to play plate. this game? No. One time we were at a cheeseburger oh, place. No. Oh, no, 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 we no This isn't it. This isn't it. We got to do our list. <laughs> and Brad turned to the waitress and he said, can I have a budget cheeseburger? What is a budget cheeseburger? That's true. What is a budget? What it was just a smaller cheeseburger. It was like January 3rd. I'm cutting calories where I can. You can get a big cheeseburger, just labeled a cheeseburger, yeah. or a smaller cheeseburger, a normal size cheese, a healthy size cheeseburger. That's called a children's menu <laughs> cheeseburger. Yeah. It was right? called a budget cheeseburger on this menu. It really was? And so I was like, That's I'll just take a bad menu. That's not even your fault. That's just a bad... No one should have budget oh, no. on a menu so at a restaurant. So I agree with that. However, Chuck claims that it didn't say budget cheeseburger anywhere on the menu that I asked if there was an option. <laughs> not true. Was this a... Rental car company <laughs> restaurant that you were eating yeah, at? Yeah. yeah. I'll have the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. Uh boy, I feel like this podcast it delights me when this happens, but yep. I do feel like there's a good portion of this podcast where you are the Carl Pilkington of mm, this podcast. A little bit. Little not bit. not in the way that where it's like, oh my God, this guy is an idiot. Right. It's more just discovering the things I don't know about you that yes. Chuck already does. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quirky. And it's very yeah. exciting it's for me. It's very exciting for me to have a new person to tell these secrets that are in my soul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. My favorite multiplayer was uh, Star Wars, uh, Lego Star Wars. That was it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, played it, I played it with my son. Yep. Um, I will say I waited forever for the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga yeah, like to yes. come out. Right. It's a, it's it's all of the the movies. Yeah. Yes. Each each of the movie games. Yeah. And we had played Force Awakens, Lego okay. Force Awakens, mm -hmm. and really enjoyed it. So early in the pandemic, we found out that this game was coming out. Right. And we had played through so many of the Lego games because that's perfect to play 
with a small child, right? right? Yeah. With a with a young kid, five, six, yeah. you know, seven years old. Uh, that was great. And we ran out of the Lego games. Mm. We to- we played through all of them, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. And I talked to you about them. And uh, so we heard about the game. And my, my son was so excited to play it. It's like all of them are coming out. It's right. going to be great. Uh, and then they delayed it. And then they delayed it. Yeah. And then they delayed it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come out for like an extra year and a half. Yeah. And it finally came out and we blew through that game. Um, the Lego games, if you have a child, are right. so good to play because they're not too complicated. Right. They're engaging enough as an adult to enjoy the gameplay yeah. aspect of it. But it does a really good job of, uh, for multiplayer stuff, allowing the adult to do some of the more complicated stuff yeah. and let the kid still feel like they are 100% involved. Right. Because I've played other multiplayer stuff with him where you just go take the reins. He's playing for a minute and then he's just like, Okay, you do the puzzle and do the thing, and yeah, I'll wait, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 that was that was mine. Nice, nice, good. Uh, favorite game for a Nintendo system? Uh, Ray, did you have one for that? Yeah, I'm late to the party. It didn't come out this year. It's but okay, I've already talked about it. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, baby! A huge fan of that game now. Uh, mm-hmm. My son is as well. We played yep. it simultaneously, not together, but right. simultaneously. Uh, he got it because I got it for him because right. I thought he might like it, and he fell in love with it right away. Perfect, great. Right, mm-hmm. and then uh, he needed a little help with one of the the boss battles. Right, mm-hmm. I jumped in and I was like, I kind of like this. I want to play. Yeah. right. It's, and so I started playing. Yeah, it's so fun and so engrossing, and like it seems like a simple, straightforward thing. Right, but the mechanics involved with it are so deep. Mm-hmm. That you can do so much in the game, right. the way you want to do it, and things like that. It is a joy to play, yeah. And uh, I I love it. It it became. I found it this year, and it became almost immediately like top three video games yeah. of all time for me. Yeah, yeah. So Zelda Breath of the Wild. Can I give you a little uh, a little interesting side note? Yeah. A lot of times I think of you know Ray and Brad as like my little guys. Thank you. You know. What? I'm fucking shocked. They're yes. like little guys. And uh-huh. I was driving one day in New York, and I got a call from Ray earlier this year. And he said, hey. And I said, hey. He goes, I had a lot of fun playing this game. I forget what game you played before Zelda. But you had a lot of fun playing it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was. Fallout, something. Far Cry, maybe. Something like that. I don't know. And uh, he said, so I've been, I've been thinking about finding another game that's as fun, but it's, it's going to be hard to find a game as fun. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I talked to Brad, and... He said Zelda Breath of the Wild is fun. Do you think that's fun? And I'm like, I think you're having a good time, big guy. And you said, oh, okay, maybe I'll get it. Thanks, Chuck. And you hung up. And I was like... <laughs> Your reenactment sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. No, no, no. But I said, this is, <laughs> this, this is going to be... That's so telling of your own mind. <laughs> this is going to be a bonding thing mm. between these guys it is and yeah it is. for sure I yeah was right. absolutely yeah and i it said is. he's yeah. gonna have fun and so you yeah. know it was i had a hearty chuckle all right <laughs> how, how did me like in breath I remember, of the wild I I turn a, into I, I, chuck who hasn't played it is like <laughs> yep. I, I really a, did a good job a with nickel, my son ray i took a nickel and i put it in his front pocket <laughs> set him <laughs> this way. so weird so weird that is a perfect encapsulation of like the house of mirrors inside your head you know what i mean it really is a therapist could take the last three minutes of this podcast and fucking get a phd on it 
I got I got five licorice whips from that nickel. Oh, so uh, here's what here's here's my here's my non funny podcast filter version of that. Yeah. When you called me and you said, like, I don't know what game to play next. Brad said Breath of the Wild. What do you think? And I was like, I actually haven't played it yet. Right. But I bet you would have fun playing it. And I was happy because I... Oh, no, no, it was for Finn, not me. When I called you, you. I was asking... It was for both of you. No, 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 it was just for Finn, I swear. Really? Yeah, I asked about it because it was on the Switch. Yes. I hadn't played any Switch games. I hadn't touched it. I had no interest in it. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch is just a thing. I'm. It's not for me. I don't right. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and and like a lot of what they provide. Like I'm not like a Mario player anymore. Yeah. Yes. Like the old Mario, sure. Right. But I I'm not like ooh I want to play that. They're good. Yeah. You know it's just not what I look for in a video game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I remember calling and asking about that. Yeah. Because uh, the person you were with had played it. Yeah. I think it was. And Lindsay. was recommend- Yeah. And yeah. I was asking, is it okay? I remember specifically, I asked you, is it okay yeah. for an eight year old to play this? Yeah. Like, yeah. do you think he'll be yeah. okay playing it? I think, yeah. I, I mean, this is just my brain. So maybe we remember it differently. Yeah. I even thought you were like, you know, I was thinking, like, if I could find a game that I like too, I could take it when I go out on the road. Switch. Oh, no. This was after I started playing. That that was after I started playing the game, and I was like, "Ooh, this could be well, fun." To well, take the thing is that going yeah. into this podcast, yeah. you know, people might not know. Uh, I'm close to Brad, and I'm close to Ray, but Brad and Ray were not as close to each other Bitter as enemies. I was to either of them. Oh, so yeah. I thought. Well, I thought this was a fun. I thought we were just like. <laughs> Less close. Oh no, no, we're bitter enemies. Oh, I've hated Ray for years. Damn. I mean, yeah. so I, I thought it, get it. But. <laughs> so I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a fun bonding thing. Yes. So it, yeah. it ended up being. One. It did absolutely. So it, yeah. yeah. And you got a lot of use out of those nickels. Yes. So that's and my good. son now is a Zelda fanatic. Does he have the uh, Hyrule history book with the timeline and all that? Yeah. Stuff? yeah. Wow. I got, oh, I got him all the Zelda stuff. You wow. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, my favorite Nintendo game that I wrote down was Super Mario Strikers, which was one mm. of two new Switch games I played this year. So take that, Metroid Dread. Quit being so hard. <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote down a game that is not exclusive to Nintendo, but that's where we played it. Brad and I played through the game Savage Halloween, Yes, which mm. is essentially like an old school NES style shoot 'em up where everything is based around Halloween. And you're like a pumpkin head character or a werewolf or a I don't even witch or something? Yeah, I think so. Charlie Brown. Yes. And uh, you, you play through this whole thing to get to Dracula's disco. Yep. And it's fucking hilarious and awesome. It's like if we were able to make like one with a lot of comedy in it. Yeah, yeah. And we had a ton of fun playing it. was a great, a great And that time. was my favorite one. We played it. Yeah. Also, also great party, too. Have you been to a Savage Halloween party? <laughs> yeah. Fred Savage's <laughs> Halloween parties are phenomenal. I'm not... Not allowed. But it was fun because we, <laughs> I wanted to play it during the during like the Halloween season. I didn't think we'd have time, but we did end up having we time. We did have time. It was time. a great night. Corey came over. We had yeah. s'mores. Remember that night? I do. It was a good night. Jordan, the, the it was an experience. The Fred Savage Halloween party sucks, though, because <laughs> everybody does, what would you do? <laughs> What's the next? Oh, uh, uh, it's whatever the Boy Meets World theme song is. Yeah, Boy Meets World. Yeah. I can't really do it. It's not really I don't know what it is. That's what it is. It's like, when this boy meets world, when this boy meets world, yep. gonna have some fun and learn about Is there life. another Savage? Is it Fred and Ben? And is there another one? Is it like the Mannings oh, oh, with you know Pete what? and Eli and Cooper? I will oh. say this. First couple seasons, it was just an instrumental weird song. Oh, okay. So then later it got to that when they got to college. Oh, like when Roseanne had John Popper all of a sudden after six or seven yes. seasons. Right. <laughs> do lyrics to the Roseanne theme. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. yeah. He, where? It's just she she's had, harmonica. 
the original Popper. song yeah. John Popper was like you. a whole thing. And then John Popper <laughs> is just like, well, we're gonna get stronger. Oh, right? really? No, we're going to live longer. And like the lyrics aren't good. And it's just like, I don't know. I think uh, it's going to, it's going to, we're going to last longer than that great wall of China. And I'm like, (laughs) why did you do this? Why is this here? What's doubly strange is that he's a famous harmonica player. Sure. So why not just come in and have him murder harmonica solo on top of it? Yeah. That would be appropriate. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nope. We're doing lyrics to a, a, a a song that was so well recognized, like yeah. it was the number one show for a long time, and then they're like, "What if John Popper made up lyrics for it?" The Great Wall of China, and you're like, "What is happening?" That's so funny. That's yeah. great. All right. By the, by the I'm way, that's no, right. We we know a guy who would go to karaoke nights and he would bring harmonicas and during like the guitar solos would harmonica. Isn't, isn't on this them. an amazing villain trait for a comedy? He's yeah, a yeah, bad yeah. guy trait for a comedy yeah, brings yeah. harmonicas. He had a. Sleeve. I don't know if it's a villain thing, but I think it's like a Michael Scottism. Yes, from the office. Yeah. So yeah. so he had a sleeve of harmonicas in different keys. Yeah, and he'd pull them out and play them at mm. karaoke. Which key is Cats in the Cradle? Isn't yeah. that hilarious? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, when he yeah, said that, I'm a, like, that dude, write that down. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, favorite Sony based game. Uh, Chucky, what do you have? Did I didn't write anything down. I didn't really play a Sony based game. This year. Uh, I played through Miles Morales, Spider Man Miles Heck Morales. Yeah. And I thought yep. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, quick runner up for the game Stray, in which you control oh, yeah, a little stray right. cat in a post apocalyptic wasteland. Yep. Uh, it's just a short game, you know, mm-hmm. eight to 10 hours. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of fun, and uh, you can press a button and make the cat meow. And the first time I did it, it comes out of the controller, the meow sound. So yeah. I have the controller on my lap, cat on my legs, press the button, and the cat's like, what? Like, <laughs> Rosie is freaking out. Because what good. if in cat, that meow is help? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Or and like, danger. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. What about a big, oh, ooh, a a sassy bitchy. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Rosie's like, what? Yeah. Ooh. What did I do? Yeah. Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> This really specific (laughs) Like, whoa. Uh, Yeah, no, Miles Morales uh, was going to be on my list, but it came out, like, so early in the year. Right. Uh, The the Miles Morales game, which is, like, a 1.5 of Spider-Man. Can't wait for Spider-Man 2. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Those games are so fun. Traversal of that world where you're swooping around and swinging. I didn't didn't beat it yet, but I probably played through, like, 60% of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that team, who we've talked about before, they made one of my favorite games, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. They're making... It's Insomnia, right? Insomniac yeah. games, I think. Yeah. And they're making the new Wolverine game for That's PlayStation. Right. Yep. Which yeah. is going to be amazing. Although, I mean, Wolverine isn't going to be able to zip around the city. He might. I, I will say Sunset Overdrive, the traversal was the grinding from Tony Hawk that yeah. built it into the game. And then they changed it and you could do an air dash and Chuck's like, wait until you get the air dash. It will change your life. And Brad's like, okay. And I put a nickel in his pocket and I set <laughs> him on his way. Well, and then I got the air dash and I'm like, ah, Chuck was right. And then we get this game and Wolverine is curling up and hunching over, yep. squatting, yep. and then getting his own feet on his claws. Yeah. So he... He can slide around on that. He's like, it's adamantium. They never get dull. You know, oh, that'd be like, amazing. Oh, my that'd God. And then we're, we're like, uh, what is this game? And Chuck's <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> if you make him fart, he goes faster. I did a McTwist with Wolverine. <laughs> I would love to do a McTwist with Wolverine. Oh, I just sick Madonna. Oh, my God. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Wolverine in one of the Tony Hawk games? Tony Hawk 2, I believe. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, but, yeah, Miles Morales was going to be the yeah. thing. But right at the end of the year, 
God of War Ragnarok. Ah, I loved yeah. it. Sealed the deal we for me. talked a lot about it. Yeah. yeah, we did talk a lot about it. I mean, I got choked up at the end of the first one, yep. and I straight up cried at the mm. end of that game. Okay. Um, like I said, the single player, uh, you know, story based right. game is is really in my wheelhouse. Yeah, and I just think that the the writing and and the the process of that game is so fun. I'm not even a like button mash combat guy. Right. I don't really like that kind of thing. Um but Spider-Man, I think the 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 controls on that, the mechanics involved in it are yep. really satisfying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the same for God of War. Yeah. Uh I I it is a satisfying Thing to play the challenge is at the right level mm-hmm. where you're not like oh i died again oh i died again i died again right like a dark souls like right. masochist player i don't mm-hmm. like that kind of gameplay i want to feel challenged but then like fuck yeah yeah totally yeah. i wipe those guys out and i will say if there was an award for best feeling in a controller <laughs> it would go to retrieving your axe after mm. you throw it okay. in god of war when that comes back to you, the vibration is perfect. Yeah. The the animation is great. Like, you feel like you just grabbed this axe. I like that. HD Rumble. Yeah. That's what it's called, I think. I, I still have to put the pack in. Yeah. Oh. I'm going through throw, so many AAA batteries. <laughs> That's why they call it AAA games. Ray, stop picking up that hammer, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. I do, that, that hammer's fucking great. It's, it's so good. And I, oh, and I have to say, I think what they did, uh, real quick, what they yeah. did with... Uh, uh, Norse mythology. Yeah. What a huge undertaking. We talked about this on the phone, but what a challenge to be like, oh, we're going to do Thor and Odin and all of, like yeah. Heimdall, and we're going to do all of it yeah. after the biggest movie franchise in the world right. has already covered these things and created these characters, and right. we're going to make them completely different. Yeah. yeah. And frankly, closer to the original source right. material. Right fascinating when odin walks in uh, odin is played by richard something my dad dick roar yes uh medical term and uh uh, but uh completely opposite of what you would expect an odin to be okay um an actor from uh he played toby in the west wing Uh and uh fantastic actor but like so much more laid back, mm-hmm. right? And he's manipulative. Mm. He's not physically imposing right. mm-hmm. at all. It's everything else about him. Yeah. And yeah. that's fascinating. So right. yeah, love the game. It's uh, it's terrific. It's on the list. Uh, Microsoft games. I wrote Dying Light 2. Yeah. Uh, that was my favorite Microsoft game. I didn't really put one for Microsoft. I mean, it was, it's weird because like we have favorite overall as the next yeah. category. Mm. And the games that I picked for favorite overall are not specific to a console. Right. So I kind of just saved it. I didn't put one in for Microsoft, although that's where I played my favorites. How about you, Ray? Uh, I don't have an Xbox. Right. So I didn't play any Microsoft games. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll have to wait and see when Fallout 4 comes out. Is that a thing? Is it is it is In like five... Fallout 4 was already out. Uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Fallout 5. Yeah. Yeah. Is it exclusive to Microsoft? When Fallout 5 comes out... Yeah, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Yep. And it's likely going to be um, a console exclusive. Oh, interesting. I did read about that. But, I mean, we have to wait a long time. Yeah, yeah I know. A long, long time. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so, uh, but in, in, in its place, I did I- include a new category. It's not Perfect. a joke. Uh, favorite indie developer game. Ooh, nice. There you go. Which, you know, these guys, they're all just like, let's go with the big boys. And I'm like, uh, what about these people? They deserve a little recognition. Savage Halloween. People, proletariat. 
Uh, favorite indie developer game? Disco Elysium. Oh, yeah, yeah you love yes, that. Yes, that's that's Hachi fucking Machi. Near the top of my list. I you played? Uh, not yet. But like, uh, as, yeah. as far like, I just I got a game for Christmas from my parents, so I got to play through that. That's fair. That Once I get fair. through that, I got to remember. It is. Uh, it might be my favorite game of the year. Uh, I don't know if I have. I don't have a favorite game of the year. Right. Um, but that game is unlike anything else I've ever played. Mm-hmm. What it's doing is brand new. What it's saying is fascinating, and it's so engrossing. The it is. It's the closest I've ever gotten playing a video game to reading a novel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. is. I mean, yeah. it is a lot of text. It right. is a text-based kind of game. Right. But it's so so good. Yes. And the developer is this weird. Uh, I can't remember which country they're from. They're from e- Eastern Europe. Yeah. It's this tiny little uh, company that was a uh, like an artist co-op. Okay. Mm-hmm. That came together originally. Mm-hmm. It was a book. Yeah. Uh, that was then turned into something else that like flopped. I think yeah. the book flopped too. It hasn't even been translated to English. Wow. Yeah. And then they created the game. And there's unfortunately there's a whole backstory with uh, the company that they worked with to make the game. The developer mm-hmm. basically owning the rights to this thing and uh, making some bad choices. Ah. Ironically, you know the game talks a lot about capitalism yeah. and what it is. The game is wrestling with capitalism and communism in a post-war area where you are a detective trying to solve a, a crime. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's all sorts of discussion about like big, heavy stuff. Capitalism, yeah. Right. Communism, socialism, all those things. You can acquire thoughts in mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Of course. And pick up these thoughts, put them in your branch, your tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wait game time while you mull the thought over and come to a conclusion that will give you a stat boost of some kind. Interesting. Yeah. And those things can be, like, you can become a fascist. You can become a communist. You can become, you know, a, a, you know, a, a straightforward, like, law enforcement officer. Right. Yeah. You can be an anarchist. Like, all these things. Yeah. So it's dealing so much with capitalism and what that means. And then the game, the developer falls into this whole thing of being yeah. like selling out to a larger company right. and the people that funded it are now like well fuck you we're going to do what we want right yeah, yeah. and then the creator being like well what happened where's yeah. my thing yeah and it is it is fascinating but that game disco elysium yep i don't think i ever would have given it a shot if i saw it on a shelf mm-hmm. i don't think i ever would have done that right mm-hmm. but i saw enough good goodwill coming out of some things like on youtube or whatever yeah so i do want to make sure to acknowledge that game uh disco elysium fantastic uh, don't buy it new because then the money goes to the the uh the developer who owns it right, right. now unfortunately it doesn't go to the creator wow so buy it used or buy like a digital something i don't know yeah buy it new and then donate some money to something that makes you feel better (laughs) but it is it's very cheap yeah Yeah. it and it's it's a it's a it's a game changer wow nice uh best overall game yeah for me best overall game was dying light too like brad mentioned with my runner-up being saints row which i put a bunch of hours in before i just got bombarded with work and haven't been able to get back to it. But those are my two top games to beat going forward, and they were both awesome. I uh, I wrote down as an honorable mention. I wrote Tunic, which is uh, by an indie developer, proletarian, yeah. power of the people. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, it's 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 weird because on one level it is an isometric like kind of dungeon crawly game, Zelda like, uh, where you go around to get these different items and you you fight the boss and there's a story and there is a language in the game that is invented for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there are secrets upon secrets upon secrets uh, that I wouldn't know about if I hadn't read a walkthrough. Um, you know, including this this puzzle where you find 12 things, but one of those 12 things, you have to find 20 things, mm-hmm. and it takes you oh, to this website, no. and you get this message, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a lot. It takes you to a website? It takes... Outside it, of the game. It, it, it gives you the URL, or... or yeah. yeah, but then you have to go... Then you have to go to the website, and then, like, that's a mysterious graphic with a mysterious... Like, all this amazing stuff, and so I was yeah. watching a video the other night on, like, other secrets. There's a musical language... Where if you like select new game, it plays the 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 notes for that would spell out N E W for new, uh, and I was like, how do people think of all this stuff? Yeah. Like to me, I, I was just like, I just want a story, and I don't know, super impressive, a lot of fun. I have not finished it yet. I have made it eh, about you know, you fight the final boss, and then they transform forms, and I've made it about halfway through that second form, so I'm yeah. close. I'm yeah. close. Is it still is it still intuitive? Like if you weren't googling. Is it still intuitive enough where if you picked it up, like the game satisfactorily takes you through it? I think so. I, okay. I, I think All you right, can yeah. do it. You know, you wouldn't get the 12 hidden things or the 20 yeah, hidden it's things. The, it's yeah. the completionism that right. takes the Got it. Up. Okay. Because hearing that, I like it makes me think of games where I've been playing a, a, a really involved game and I'm like checking out walkthroughs. I'm checking out yeah. things yeah. To, to solve an issue or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it is. And every once in a great while, I'll be doing that, and I'll realize, like, I'm not even really playing yeah. this game. Yeah, I, I look up what to do, then I do it, then I look up what to do, yeah, then yeah, I do yeah. it. I'm like, this isn't fun, and I'll stop playing a game yeah. if yeah, it feels I understand. like that. I, I was like, oh, I need to look up how to beat this boss, because they're they're just wiping the floor with me. Yeah. And uh, and so stuff like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. Th- and then it was this. I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I need another potion because I can't get strong enough to fight this boss. Oh, a 24-minute speed run. Let me watch that. Mm. Oh, that led. And so then I was just I just did a walkthrough. But yeah, it was yeah. fun to uh, navigate the game world. Uh, favorite overall game, though, uh, Horizon Forbidden West that came mm-hmm. out for Sony. Mm-hmm. A sequel to Horizon really? Zero Dawn. Yeah, one of, uh, Zero Dawn is, is top three for me all time. Forbidden West continues that story. Yeah. Same thing. I like the controls. I like the uh, the continued narrative, it, it, you know, looks like it's second in a series, and uh, you know, fighting big robot dinosaurs. I feel like I struggled with the combat in this one more than in the first one, mm. which is probably good uh, in the sense like there was an actual yeah. challenge. Uh, and then I learned like, oh, I could just set traps. You know, like one of my skills is to set traps and have the big robot dinosaur step on them. And uh, I just have to be patient instead of like, all right, I'm going to run in and I'm going to stab a giant robot dinosaur yeah. with a spear over and over. A lot of hiding in red bushes. Yeah. A lot, lot of, of hiding in red bushes. Got to set those acid traps. I really liked the first game. Yeah. I played that. It was a surprise. Yep. And I was like, this was fantastic. Right. This is one of the best of the year that year. Yep. Um, and, and I actually have uh, Forbidden West as a different category, game I bought fully intending to play and never got into. Got it. Uh, I got it. I pre-ordered it. I was so excited for the game. And I started playing, and for whatever reason, I was like, whatever brought me into the first one, I'm not getting here. Yeah. Yeah. And it was was strange. So it's still sitting there like, I I will try again, you know? But definitely after hearing that. Yes. Yeah. I I think that Brad had the same experience with Red Dead 2, and you guys are switched. 
Yeah, oh, just wow. never got into it. He just put it down. Did too, and I was like, oh, now I'm playing cards, and that's all I'm doing. Uh, wow, really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Never, right? never finished yeah. Red Dead Two. Never, oh, fi- never finished the first. Great. Never finished the first God of War because it was too hard. It made me sad. Oh no! Yes. What was your uh, best favorite overall game? You said you didn't have one. Yeah, I didn't have a favorite oh, right. overall. Okay. I I do have one other category, in sure. the, and it, yeah. it was favorite revisit. Ooh, all right. There you go. That's what. I, that's kind of what we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah, I said that about movies. I have yeah, some yeah. older movies. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the game that I picked up that I played forever ago and yes. haven't played in a while. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while that'll happen. Like uh, I think it might have been tail end of last year, but like the Mass Effect re-release. Yes. yes. Played the shit out of that. Mass Effect Two is my I think my favorite game of all time. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Witcher Three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just had a free next gen upgrade okay uh they upgraded the graphics yeah yeah for playstation 5 xbox series one, s series one, s series s series s jesus they got to have yep. better names yeah um but uh uh they they just released it i mean cd project red they shit the bed on cyberpunk they sure did but this they did a great job. Good. They came out with this upgrade. It looks nicer. Yeah. They've also done like quality of life improvements okay. to the game where the gameplay is a little more fun. There's a little more going on. The combat has always been dodgy on right. yeah. Witcher, but whatever. But it was so fun to go back to that game because it's such a deep like role play. Right. Yes. Go through the story. The, the side quests are the meat of that game. Yeah. yeah. And they're so well done and yeah. thought out and written well. Yeah. Um, but it's been so long that I forgot a bunch of the game. The only thing I remembered was like the first chunk where you're playing uh, uh the the bloody baron side quest. Yeah. And that seemed to be like the only thing that stuck in my head. That's funny. I don't remember how it ends. All and right. that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. To go in and be like I don't know. And then there was a moment where this character, Uma, came in right. uh, that is just a weird creep. Yep. It's just a weird, like, <laughs> kind of thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's important. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's been, it's been really fun. Um, so if you liked Witcher 3, uh, I would recommend, uh, you know, revisit. take a revisit on that. Right. I have a revisit, too, actually, that kind of made it in just under the wire. This is really funny. I was I watched like a lot of old school video game stuff on YouTube when I'm just kind of zoning out and they brought up this ROM hack of Super Mario World, one of the most famous games of all time for Super Nintendo, where someone turned it into like a Christmas version of the game. Right. And they were like, oh, that's fun. This is one of the most developed game. It's an entire new game. It's not yeah. quite as long as the first one. And I was like, oh, you know, let me give it a shot. It's so well done. They redesigned every character to be wearing Christmas clothes. Yoshi is like Rudolph with a red nose. Every enemy is something right. is like from Christmas things. Like some of the the bosses are now like the abominable snowman, all yeah. these different things. And the whole game What's Bowser? I didn't get to the end yet. I got like barely to the end. Grinch? I think they said in the beginning though that Bowser is taking Christmas off and it shows him with all the Koopa kids having Christmas. Yeah. So I think it's going to be not Bowser. Yeah. I think it's going to be like a new a Grinch. Right. There already was a Grinch bad oh. guy. Oh no, what if you get to the end and you're like, "Oh, this game is hugely anti-Semitic." Yeah. What if I get to the end and it's, <laughs> What if I get to the end and it was me? Yeah. I'm like, "Oh well, god, how many people played this?" But uh <laughs> It's so well done. Like I said, anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can switch characters from Mario, Luigi, Toad, Princess. Mm-hmm. They each have a different fireball attack. Oh, nice! And you can unlock 
this is, this is from Mario nerds, Rosalina. Oh, and she okay. has a different thing. It's, 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 if it came out from Nintendo, yeah. people would say this is one of the coolest things they've ever done going back into their games. Yeah. It would never come out because they wouldn't put that time in or that development. Um, but it's incredible. I think it's called Merry Mountain, Super Mario World, uh, Merry Mountain. I like Super that. Mario Brothers. It's so good. Yeah, that's really, really, really fun. Yeah, I want to know what the bad guy is. I know. It was Abominable Snowman so far, Grinch, yeah. and I don't know. I don't think I got to another one. I'm worried. I'm really worried about that ending. <laughs> All of a sudden, you oh. see, is that a fireball? No, it's a star. <laughs> Doesn't look like it's spinning. one of the Mario stars. <laughs> what is yeah. that star? It seems yeah. like 16%. Oh, my God. I realize I've been each world I've been collecting a candle. <laughs> this is this is weird. The guy before the boss is Kanye West. I don't like this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's really funny though. You have to tell me. You have to tell me. I will. I'll tell you who it yeah, is. Yeah. It's really if I send you a YouTube video of the game, you're gonna be yeah. like, this is incredibly well done. Can I ask a question? Yes. Yeah. Let me sidetrack for a second. Sidetrack. We're 48 minutes in on our first category. Of course. Yeah. We're gonna do a five. I'm happy. Thing I'm happy here. to do it. All right. Uh I say Koopa. I say King Koopa. Yeah. And it's Bowser. Yes. yes. What the difference? Why? Mm. I think that what happened was. I wonder. Um, I wonder if in the first game it was King Koopa with all the Koopas, mm-hmm. and then as they tried to make it, they, they like went forward. They just kind of wanted to define the characters because in the first game it's also Princess Toadstool. Yeah, but yeah. later she becomes Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they just tried to diversify. I mean, in the first game that Mario was the star was Donkey Kong. Yeah, and his name was Jumpman. He was the co-star. It yeah. was right. It was, but you, he was the protagonist. Yeah, but he wasn't Mario. <laughs> I like the idea of looking at an arcade <laughs> yeah. cabinet and being like, "That's the protagonist." <laughs> but he was. Do you see that ship <laughs> that's shooting space snakes? <laughs> protagonist. <laughs> well, so his name was Jumpman. Yeah, you know, so saving I think, Pauline, I believe. Pauline. Yeah. yeah, and Pauline was the was the was the princess in that She's game. She's in uh, whatever the Mario one. Maybe that's for the first was. name of Princess Peach. Pauline. It's Peach. a different. It's a Di- different different character. person. They yeah. brought her. They so, brought, oh, they brought so her back. That was she was the mayor previous. of New Donk City. Yeah, New no. Donk City. Well, it's well, like play, New York. York uh, City. Ray played through uh, Super Mario Odyssey with his son. Yeah, yeah. she was yeah. the mayor of New Donk City. When she, you get into the city level, musical. She has. She's. She has brown hair. She dances. All right, New Donk City. Yeah, is that's the one where. What's he got? Oh no, that's New Jack City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little different. Very different. A little different. Yeah. Very different. Somewhat different. Yeah. Uh, next category is podcast. Moving on to another category. We need some sort of fanfare of like da da da. We're doing it. We're down to the next one. Yeah. What kind of uh, budget do we have for like a graphics package? <laughs> the same budget we have for all of our graphics packages. Oh no, we uh, owe money. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much money. Peculiar, pitiful packages is. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Are we doing sound check again? Peculiar, peculiar pitiful, pitiful packages for <laughs> Peter's parents. So R.I.P. For for podcasts, usually we're pretty loose about it, and I just kind of like to talk about the new podcasting stuff. Obviously, for, I didn't. You guys, when you sent me the list, you didn't even put podcasts uh, that's on Brad. the list. Yeah, that's because uh, you know usually, he doesn't he doesn't contribute to it. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't. Uh, I I didn't have a a Google form, which is what yeah. I'd use. Well, I don't. Use, I don't. But I don't. Yeah. Also, I don't do categories. Yeah. I just kind of yeah. be Talk like, here's the podcast like, I like. Yeah. Here's why. That's it. I don't really do like a best or anything like okay. that. Okay. So for me, you know, it's it's. Uh, I don't really include the stuff that I work on. So I don't really include. Well, no. Yeah. That would tell be them weird. Steve, Dave, Tuesdays, Babiglia. Yeah. Um, 
I was really impressed with the uh, It's Always Sunny podcast this year. Mm-hmm. I think they took a really simple concept and turned it into something that is not only successful, which it's super successful, but like the podcast episodes about their original TV episodes are exceeding the viewership of the original episodes. Right. And thank God you're giving them a shout out because they need this. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that what they're doing is is it's really fun. I think it's giving a new dimension to what the show is. Mm-hmm. And I always looked at It's Always Sunny as kind of the closest thing to a punk rock band making it through to the mainstream. Okay. You know what I mean? In sure. terms of like Green Day starting in a basement and becoming Green Day. I think that the guys shooting their own pilot with shitty handy cams and getting to FX and now having 20 seasons of a successful TV yeah, show, yeah, yeah. it's very similar. Um, and the podcast is like an extension of that. I think that they're deceptively intelligent. Mm. Um, and I went to their live show in Philly, and it was, again, like the perfect way to do a live podcast. So I really am impressed with what they, with what they do. Yeah. Did one um, of them put on like fake nails before the live <laughs> podcast? They could have. And it bombed. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't bomb. Oh, that, that reel, one of our highest performing reels. You got to start thinking about reels. Anyway. <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> he, he has to think about reels. So... Um, I rest my case. I also click, got click, click, into click. Uh, into Are You Garbage after Kevin was on our yeah, show. Kevin Ryan was on our show. I started listening, and there is something very comforting about these guys yeah. talking about what Christmas gifts they give each other. Yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. insular. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Segura is on. Cool. I'm like, wait, let me get to the hard feelings episode. Yeah. That's them when they get mad at each other and they vent. Of course, and yeah. it's like I I really have been enjoying Are You Garbage, and then. Speaking of Tom Segura, Two Bears, One Cave I got into. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I, I don't really know Burt Kreischer's stand-up that much. Um, I've always appreciated Tom Segura, which will come up later. Um, but That's unfortunate. But the two of them together, the two of them together really are opposites. Mm. And it's it's as much as you kind of want to be like, yeah, this podcast is blah, blah, blah. Most of the time, they're not really that different. Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer are fucking real different. They're yeah. very different humans with very different methods of coming at things. Yeah. And it's a really great mix. And then finally, uh, I've been impressed with Steve-O's podcast. And they just did a thing. Like he's had on all the new Jackass cast members. And he got a ton of shit for bullying them on the podcast. And he just did an episode acknowledging the mm-hmm. bullying, acknowledging his over-salesmanship. Mm-hmm. And he basically, for an hour and a half, he dived into why he became this person. Isn't that interesting yeah. that that happened? I, this is the first time hearing about it. And it made me think of immediately when we talked about the latest Jackass movie and my thing, when I said to you then, like it feels like with the new guys, they're just bullying them because they're the established guys. And it's like, well, you got to go out there and suffer this stuff. Yep. And it's like the, the power dynamics different when, when, you know, uh, Steve-O does a thing yeah. to Aaron McGehee. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you guys have been doing this forever. But right. in, in this one, it was like, oh, the seniors are like shooting paintballs at the freshmen. Yeah. So, you know so what I mean? The, they talk about a lot of, they, like they talk about some of that stuff. They talk, what Steve-O does that is almost would be considered by some to be tacky mm-hmm. is he talks a lot about contracts and money and right, agreements. Right, yeah. But for someone who has really kind of paved their own way and mm-hmm. really come into entertainment in a weird way and really eventually kind of figured out their own solo path, yeah. um, it's really interesting to hear that side of it. Oh, things. sure. Yeah, yeah. And so when he comes at things like that and he talks about how much money he made for the first Jackass season or... One of the things that he gets criticized for bullying the new guys about is how they don't 
take advantage of their their success and they don't yeah. sell merch and they don't have a website and they don't do this. And a lot of that stuff is really interesting where he's like, I'm trying to protect them. He's like, we're all individuals. People look at celebrities and regular people as like there's a wall between them. Yeah. But it's really the work you do and supporting your family and all this stuff. And hearing him get real about that is so not what anyone does. Yeah. That yeah. I've really appreciated that. Listen, I saw I remember seeing a clip uh from his podcast. Yeah. Uh and, and that's where I learned that Frankie Muniz made a lot of money off of parking uh lots yes. in LA. Yep. See, it's like, like all right, now I know. And and Steve O goes into these directions where he's where he kind of talks about the idea of how do you sustain yourself yeah. and all these different things. And they talk about Aaron McGehee having like a construction business and buying homes right, and, and, yeah. and flipping them. And I'm like, that's a really interesting side of celebrity and you know being popular in the eye of entertainment. That is like we know that this can go away at any time, right? So the idea of him kind of going in like, so what do you do to like protect yourself, or how do you make money, is interesting. Yeah, I, I like that. And I actually had it out with uh, I, I used one of his parking lots, and I had it out with the attendant that was there. They <laughs> told true? they told me I couldn't park where I was parking, and we it got heated. You're off court. And at one point, I did start yelling, "You're not the boss of me, mm. <laughs> and you're not so big." Yeah. How did that Such go over? Such a bad joke. How did that sorry. go over? It didn't. Oh, but, I, it did, but, I, but they towed my car. <laughs> but I, and I really appreciate it. And and this most recent episode that he did yeah. where he talks about how he became such a salesman and how he's regretting it mm-hmm. and how he feels conflicted about making money and all this stuff is super interesting. Yeah, and I it's like something that. that I think That's that cool. probably a lot of people deal with but would never talk about it in public. Right, right. Even if they did start realizing it. I think it'd be very weird to hear someone actually acknowledge it. Yeah, which is no. Cool. I think there is there is absolutely space for discussion about like the business side of the industry because all of it's outward facing. None, none of it's like <laughs> inward. If it is inward, it's like how do you like? Uh, uh, oh my god! Uh, like Dax Shepard yeah. yes. will often talk about the process of making mm-hmm. on Armchair Expert. Yeah. Yes, like the process of doing the thing. But he's not getting into the financial side and and doing that kind of stuff. And I do think there's absolutely room for that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that's great. I got to start listening more. It's it's really interesting and it's funny because I do deal with this working so heavily with Tuesdays with Stories. Yeah. of people being like, stop pushing the Patreon. And some people just have very ignorant viewpoints where they're like, Patreon, that's bullshit. Why don't you just make this? And I'm like. Uh, they had to pay me a lot of money to make the projects that we made. Oh, dude, that's that's yeah. I mean, that's fucking entertainment now. Exactly. Anyway, it's like just give me this give for me free. the stuff for free. Yep. Do more of it, and only the way I like it. Or I will get very mad at you. And no, I won't give you a dollar a month. Yes, you know what I mean. Like that's, that's what the, it is. That's the thing. And so we deal with that. And I think that when you do I made direct in, eye contact with Brad the whole time, and I'm sorry about that. When you do deal with, I'm like, not going to give you a dollar a month. The uh, the world of like 2022, we'll where you could make a choice, like like we could technically have said, Fun Bearable's new podcast is behind a Patreon paywall, yeah, it's twenty dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. a month, and we right. would fail spectacularly. I don't know if it would be spectacular. We gotta see, <laughs> but let's test it. Yeah. A B testing. But everyone has to kind of make their own decisions about yeah. how do you do that? How do you how, monetize? How do you continue to do the thing you do? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And so working with Tell Them Steve Dave and. Tuesdays 
and figuring out that is really interesting to me. So hearing yeah. Steve-O be like, I'm going through the same process. Absolutely. And here's what works and here's what hasn't worked is really interesting. You know what's great? Maria Bamford, mm-hmm. stand-up comic. Awesome. Fantastic. Love I love Maria yeah. Bamford yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. She is open about the financial aspect of stuff. Yeah. She will say right out, this is what I make for this show. This is how much it costs me to travel there. This is what I'm paying my opener. Yep. And she's notoriously a fantastic person uh in terms of paying their opener yeah yeah they get overpaid drastically yeah and i love it yeah, yeah. uh but yeah so so I, I i fully agree that's that's a wonderful thing yeah it's really yeah. interesting that's great that's and i like when he stuff 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 up his ass <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you want one of his this is the last thing what I'll is say. it oh it's receipts yeah. let's talk about it. yeah <laughs> so one of the things that was a huge point of contention is that when they asked him to come on to jackass 4 he said it was the first time in his life where he said no to the initial offer to mm. anything, to yeah. any, anything yeah. involving Jackass. And he pushed back, and for a long time, he wasn't going to be in it. And he's like, that was the right decision, but the way I did it, I was a dick, and he had Knoxville on, and they talked through it. Oh, wow. Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. No, that's I, incredible. I agree. I think that's great. And part of his contract was that he wasn't going to do any stunts that risks his brain or his spine. Wow. That was written into his contract, which yeah. I think is awesome. That's, right. uh, we have the same contract yes. for Fun Bearable. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry we have the same contract for fun bearable yeah, yeah, yeah. i we didn't want to tell my you. brain and spine so we haven't come out with it yet and yep. i guess i'm spoiling the surprise yeah but uh when you got your spine surgery yeah, yeah. did you notice anything funny about <laughs> the doctors when you went into the operating room it was, that had their masks on and well stuff? they kept giggling were they yes. giggling quite and a bit i felt a weird sense of familiarity was there was one of the doctors really big <laughs> Tall, fat. I, one of the laughing. nurses kept yelling at one of the doctors to stop touching her. I remember that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all I'm going to say is uh, there's a really fun episode of the podcast <laughs> coming out soon. All I'm going to say is you went to Iceland. <laughs> when you woke up, uh, did you feel heavier in different areas of your body? I did. I did. <clears throat> yes. So- <laughs> So, I really like the idea of delivering these things like... <laughs> okay, yeah. What's uh, the next category? Po- well, do, oh. do you have any podcasts that you enjoyed particularly? I, I've brought them up on the podcast before, yep. yeah. uh, but uh, the, the Teacher's Lounge guys yep. are so fun. Uh, I love that podcast. I really enjoy it. Um, currently re-listening to it. Uh, they're great. This year, I did finally start listening to last podcast on the left okay. yeah you told me about that hugely popular podcast yes. it doesn't yes. need any uh uh help but uh i will uh they're a lot of fun uh last <laughs> podcast on the left and i did just listen to a podcast mini series that was a like it, it was no new information but it was it was information we already know couched in a new way okay that fascinated me it's called uh new gurus i believe all right and it was a BBC like miniseries, uh, like eight episodes long. Um, it is fantastic. The podcast, like just uh, search new gurus on your podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into the whole thing because it could be an entire episode of this podcast. But right. I will say this. The gist of the thing, the thesis statement of this thing was the rise of all of the um, uh, talking head people okay. in life. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, Joe Rogan. 
uh, Jordan uh, Peterson. No, Jordan Peterson. Thank you. Mm. Uh, you know, or uh, even some of the uh, uh, Alex Jones, like stuff yeah. like that. And also the other side of it, which is like influencers or mm-hmm. uh, health and wellness people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. All of that stuff. <clears throat> this whole thing is like, hey, this is happening because the internet was essentially brand new. <clears throat> Uh, yep. you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And now this happened, just like when the printing press exploded mm-hmm. and we got all of these things and essentially said in the early 1900s, late 1800s to the early 1900s, there was an explosion of gurus, oh. of individual experts for your life. Right. One-on-one teachers with forbidden knowledge, right? Yep. And this whole thing was saying... It's a hundred years later, mm-hmm. and it's happening all over again. Yeah, and the strife and insecurity mm-hmm. that people were feeling right. at mm-hmm. the late 1800s, early 1900s, is mirroring what people feel now. Yeah, and why they would turn to gurus. Right, mm-hmm. but when I heard just the statement of it, I wanted to listen to the rest of it. Right. It's no new information. Right. However, seeing it that way was like a fucking revelation to yeah. me. Yeah. Where I was like. I get it now. I completely get that devotion that people get. I understand how Rogan became Rogan right. yeah. through looking at it through the lens of gurudom. Yeah. yeah. So fascinating. Really, yeah, really I, I think the only solution I that there's only one solution I can think oh, no. of. And I'll, I'll, I'll the one Arch, of Brad's final solution. The Arch <laughs> the, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand is not gonna like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I it, it, that is a fascinating idea. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. And it does help you understand, like, like when you think, like, why would somebody fall for this? Right. Yeah. Right? Why right. would somebody fall for this weird thing, or a QAnon, or, yeah. some, or a 4chan thing, whatever it is? Yeah. Why would, or somebody who's just like, I'm all in on this horrible, like, uh, uh, wellness thing. Right. Like, women's uh, health kind of, right. uh, like a goop-based thing. Yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense. It's yeah. it's it's gurudom. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you're gonna give me that forbidden knowledge. And then you wind up, you know, you listen to a few podcasts, you watch a few YouTube videos, and suddenly you're drinking three ounces of your own urine every morning <laughs> to give yourself back the power. Because I don't know if you knew this, but when you sleep, you produce a little bit of semen. Mm-hmm. So that first urination, yeah. there's a little bit in there. Right. You, what you want to do is you want to get that energy you back. You got to reclaim it. You got to reclaim it. And that is genuinely one of the episodes that in this podcast. That is disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tasty. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by Funbearable brand snake oil. <laughs> it's it's oil morning pee. <laughs> it's oil from snakes. Yeah. And there's like a little graphic, <laughs> like a Chef Boyardee style chuck. Yep. And it just says, there's a little jizz in it. <laughs> A little jizz in every bottle. It's just a cartoon Chuck laying on his back, and there's a fountain. (laughs) Of jizz going up at him. Ah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chef boy, oh boy. There's a a cartoon Brad, but it's a cloud of dust instead. (laughs) No, it's just a way, way smaller arc. (laughs) It's all over his stomach. (laughs) Restaurants, Ugh. restaurants. Chuck always. So he ju- also didn't put in restaurants, probably. Yeah, because Chuck's no. a fancy eater, and I just, uh, I just like to say a couple of great restaurants I went to. A yeah, great sure. Experience. This is just a couple. I, f- I feel like I didn't go out to eat as much because Chuck was in New York for so much of the year, and yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, I, if, yeah. if I have a choice between going out and spending money and having an actual nice meal or staying at home and uh, rolling a hot dog under the fridge and seeing what it attracts. 
I like it because it's a nice surprise. Yep. Ooh, this one has a moth. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, one of my cat's spring toys. Many of my cat's spring toys. Uh, uh, but morning I, I, pee. I have, yes, I haven't gone uh, to eat, but I know you have gone to a lot of places that you have enjoyed. And I would like to say the reason I don't have a list, because uh, you the, you're the restaurant guy. You like right. to go out to restaurants yeah. and stuff. True. Um, I don't have that experience because uh, uh, I have um, a child. Yes. yes. And so when you have a child, mm-hmm. the the prospect of like going to restaurants, yeah, it yeah. goes way down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say he's perfectly well behaved right. when we go to restaurants, but mm-hmm. he's not like, yeah, I want to try that new uh, tapas. You yeah. do you know what I mean? You did tell me about the Korean barbecue place you went to this year. Was that? Oh, if you want to count that this year for sure, I think it was this year. Yeah, and Denden. Uh, yeah, Denden in uh, Providence. I also went to Denden. Yeah, it's so fucking good. The I haven't Korean, gone yet. Korean fried chicken. I can't wait to go. Fuck off all the way into my mouth because it is so good. Don't cut that into a gif. <laughs> uh, but it's so good. Fuck and they're off all the way into my, into and my mouth. And there's a beat behind it. <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. And I like Korean barbecue. You're the new hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> I like that fat white guy that's like talking about fucking his mouth. I don't know. Um but, uh, uh, oh, man, more unlicensed T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a dime. You know what I say to them? Fuck off. Right. No, I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah. They're making my face fatter with everyone, I swear God to God. damn it. <laughs> They're doing the thing that they did with Trump. <laughs> but, uh, no, they, uh, uh, Den Den fried chicken, I love it. Korean barbecue yeah. is so fucking good. Yeah. That and what I've been looking for around here yeah. is a great banh mi sandwich mm, okay. i love banh mi yep the best banh mi was this year i was in hartford connecticut mm. uh i was doing a weekend i was headlining a weekend at um Bears uh, city Smokehouse steam. barbecue <laughs> no i was i was doing a headlining weekend at city steam <laughs> in hartford and uh i was staying at the hotel next to it right and uh i looked up like i where where am i gonna yeah. get some lunch sure and i saw this banh mi place pop up and i'm like that's not that far. I'm going to walk right. over there. It's like, a, you know, it's like yeah. whatever, mile and a half, right. whatever. So I walk over there and it was hard to find. Yeah. It was like a difficult place Ooh, to find. Yeah. And then I found the place and it was teeny tiny. Yep. And I got two banh mi sandwiches, one for lunch, one to put in the fridge for after the show. Mm-hmm. And I ate both then. Wow. Mm-hmm. They were so fucking good. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I have not found an equivalent banh mi around here. Maybe we can talk after yeah, this. Yeah, maybe we can yep. look. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I remember, pull out a Goonies style map and we'll see. Figure they it out. need to have a, a specific like day uh, focused on specific foods like that where you can try a bunch of them. Because Brad and I went to the Poutine Indulgence Festival. Remember that? I do. And we, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, we covered it as press, right? <laughs> we were invited as press. Poutine Indulgence Festival. First off, there should be no festival that has indulgence there. That changes everything into gross, doesn't it? Pick a festival. You could have the Apple Cider Indulgence Festival. It's the Pumpkin Indulgence Festival. So, oh, they fucked those pumpkins. They fucked the poo. And then, then poutine. It was, it's like, all, you like a hot mess on a fry? You're going to love a gooey hot mess here. Well, the indulgence what I remember, festival. What I remember, first of all, we did have a lot of great poutine. We did. With, like, without a doubt. Yeah. You indulged. We indulged. Oh, yeah. And I remember that we did it. It was in like a museum. 
And there was some the art, poutine museum. There was some historical art that was anti-union. So Brad started ranting, and you got into a fight with the owner of the museum. I uh, they they had a <laughs> portrait of Samuel Slater, and I had just learned that he was an anti-union guy, and mm-hmm. I am a pro-union guy. And sure. so I was like, "Hey, Chuck, just so you know, like Samuel Slater, not a perfect gentleman. He was anti-union." And the woman, yeah. uh, you know, one of the docents came out and you know spouted her her <laughs> capitalist. <laughs> Nonsense. Her bourgeoisie <laughs> bullshit. So Brad had his bucket of three poutines. Yeah. <laughs> He's shoveling it in his mouth. And then you threw it on there like the like the cl- the eco I wasn't I wasn't going to there. waste the poutine. I was done. I finished eating and I put it on as a helmet and I charged at her. <laughs> it stuck perfectly. Yes. Oh, the gravy. I can't the idea of <clears throat> Like, hey, we forgot to tell you Ray. should eat a lot of poutine. Like the fact the fact that there's a fa- okay, take indulgence away. Fine. Indulgence is a weird word for a festival. Yes. <laughs> Any kind. It turns it into I a forgot weird indulgence was in the sex capades. It's sex capades when you put <laughs> indulgence in. But the idea of poutine, this heavy hot gravy mess, mm-hmm. and it's like come have potatoes, cheese, and gravy Ooh. in a variety of different ways. <laughs> I walk around nine, this place. Twelve? How do you like, like I feel like halfway through you'd be like I want to fucking die right now. Well, no, we were not. We this is one of the things of the podcast that Brad and I have not discussed with Ray. Man, did we throw our name around for press for different things? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Holy hell, we got invited to oh, a lot no. of stuff. Next year, it's like it's a fun bearable booth at the Poutine <laughs> Extravaganza. It was. Uh, oh. We we went to. It was in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. That's right. Uh, it was at the Museum of Work and Culture as a celebration of Quebecois culture. Yeah. Uh, poutine number one, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was a piece of trash. We tell all sides of history here was what the woman said to me. <laughs> all sides? And then I... T- and then I, I s- <laughs> we tell all sides of history. And then I said... You steaming pile of gravy. <laughs> I, I said, oh, can I... You know, because you're talking about the portrait. It's such a funny thing to pair with French fries. I was like, oh, can I have a, a Sharpie so I can draw a mustache on this thing? And she was like... Yeah. <laughs> I just picture uh, the two of you in the museum, mouths covered in gravy <laughs> and a cheese curd on your beard. And you're like, the power to the people. You know? <laughs> Can I tell you one funny thing? I hate to keep going off in tangents that Ray also probably doesn't know. is like, you know, you look at me as a, you probably think of me as a little bit loose lipped. Would you say? I might spout some things, even though I'm not sure about them. I don't know. Loose-lipped is like, there's secrets in this. Be, no, be I don't careful, this secret. person is, is Yeah, you're loose-lipped. right. You're right. Loose-lipped. Loud-mouthed, maybe. Well, it's like I might say a, a thing that's obnoxious. I might, I might upset someone. Mm. Between Brad and myself, yeah. he has gotten in trouble for saying things 10 times as much as me. That's like, true. Without, without a doubt, which yeah. is so strange. Well, I think it's because most of your stuff <clears throat> is just well-meaning. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Brad's is more critical. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, unions are great. I, 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 I'm pro-union as well. I wrote well. down that we use... We, I'm we, anti-poutine. We, we ate at six different God tables. It. And then I said, all right. Uh, six poutines. What the it, fuck are you Chuck doing? Chuck and I drove back to town, and I know this is hard to believe, but I didn't feel well that night. Turns out that was too much poutine. Yes. For one <laughs> Two forksful is enough poutine. It was in March of 2019. I'll see if I can get fun bearable on the press list for yeah. 2023. Oh my we, god! I've had a lot. I, honestly, I, one of the festivals that I—it's not a festival. One of the food events I get invited to every year is like a really, really like hoity-toity one. So it's all filet mignon, like mm-hmm. salmon, like all like really good stuff, caviar, and it's it's amazing. These these food events are incredible, especially because 
it's the people that care about this type of food. Sure, yeah. So the food, the poutine quality was so awesome. It was great. It was so good. I know. It's just the idea of like let's I have a, a large amount of poutine. I hear you. Can't it's believe like you. So I can't heavy. believe you're so anti Quebecois. I'm just picturing. Well, I am. I am from Maine, so I think oh, okay. I'm legally like obligated. That makes sense. Coming yeah. from Southern Maine, yeah, to have a uh, to bristle at the idea of the Quebecois. Now I'm with you. Right. I get you. The fucking Quebecois. Yeah. They treat Maine like they're Florida. So they come down. <laughs> they ruin the beaches. They come down with their g-string speedos for big, big men mm-hmm. who are full of poutine. Yep. <laughs> that is my. That's growing up. That's what. Right. That's what we I saw of, right. of that. Did you? Uh, what were your good restaurant experiences so, this year? You know, I'm going to try to get through them quickly. Um, Kilmeyer's is a German restaurant in Staten Island that was killer. This is one of the things that's going to keep coming up, especially in the personal category. Is that I. I essentially moved to New York right at the end of last year. So mm. it's really like I got accustomed to living in a new place during this past year. Yeah. Um, I wrote an article about Happy Place Crepery in Warren with its guy who is like passionate about crepes. And, and I learned so much about them. He sees a pancake and he's like, thinner. Yes. Thinner. Um, no, but like their pancakes. Thinner. <laughs> he, he's, he's like, he hates the idea of like a Nutella strawberry crepe. Mm-hmm. It's lunch to him and where he grew up. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, oh, don't tell him about burritos. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bleecker Street Pizza, awesome. Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn is a pizza place that I went to that was awesome. It was part of this big pizza day where me and three of my friends, uh, Rupert, Tom, and Jimmy the hair guy, all from the Tell Him Steve Dave camp, we went around to like eight different pizza places to try the best pizza around yeah, you Staten it Island, Brooklyn. Pizza Indulgence Day. Yeah, exactly. It was great. It um, Darna in Brooklyn, when I started working with Berbiglia, we started getting food from this Middle Eastern place called Darna. Best hummus I ever had. Incredible. Um, Red Dory. I wrote an article about them in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. They were really good seafood. Violet Cellar in Staten Island was killer. I went to the Rhode Island Seafood Festival, and I had never gone before, and I had a great time. Um, Archive in Warren is yep. a great sitting library that serves like elevated snacks. I wrote an article about them, and that place was great. I had a great meal at Avenue N in Rumford the other day, Rhode Island. Nudie's Cafe in Pennsylvania, great breakfast. Uh, Delisandro's Cheesesteaks in Pennsylvania. Chomp in Providence, we had that great night where they like shut down Chomp and yep. they opened it up after hours for me, for, for Mark Norman. <laughs> and, and well, like not for me, for Mark Norman. They talked to me because I know the chef, Nikki, yes, yes, yes. and Doug Key. Yeah. And we all got to go there after the show. And I think James Firth, no? I don't know. He I don't know there. if he was on that show. Yeah, he, I, I thought, yeah I, he, he was. was he was definitely around that weekend. If he wasn't specifically there, uh, he, he was there. I brought uh, Ray and Brad to Me Lupita's in Red Bank, New Jersey. Delicious. When you guys yeah, came that was up, fantastic. And that yeah. place was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Beso in Staten Island went on a great date there. Phoenix Farmhouse in Staten Island actually. I took is this just there. a list of all of no. the places? No, you these went are my favorite places. These are my favorite. That, you can't have that many favorites. I don't ever cook at home. It's 365 days in a year, right? You, you got to start rolling hot dogs. <clears throat> Yeah, Page Plaza Diner in Staten Island is awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll skip. New, new, two new coffee places in Providence that are great: Coffee Connection and Little City Coffee. Um, Angelica's amazing Italian in uh, Seabright, New Jersey. And final thing I'll say, I guess, is uh, Coffee Depot. No, if you feel shortchanged, please continue <laughs> listing restaurants. I, just want to I don't want you to walk away from this going, I didn't even get to do all my restaurants. I only did 49 of them. <laughs> Coffee Depot and Cafe Zara in Rhode Island were tied for best eggnog latte of 2022. <laughs> 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 Uh, Bald, oh, Bald, just 
poutine and an eggnog latte. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Sometimes I forget which one I'm supposed to drink and which one I'm supposed to eat. Um, Baldwin and Co. in New Orleans was killer for coffee. And uh, yeah, Bayou in Staten Island was great. It's a New Orleans restaurant. It's really, yeah. really good. But yeah, a couple other places. But uh, that was those were the tops. Those were my tops of the year. Angelica's, the one I said in Seabright, New Jersey, up there with best meal of the year, I'd wow. say. Wow. Yeah, really, really good. And Avenue N the other day was killer. Nice. It was just great. I ate at Avenue Q. Yeah. Different. Different. <laughs> Waiters. Uh, can I be honest? Yeah. Wasn't good. Buzz. It wasn't yeah. good. It took forever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no one could seem to hold the tray. Want <laughs> <laughs> to do more Muppet jokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did them like two uh, yeah, days ago, yeah. so it's like... No, but genuinely, if you have other restaurants, no, right. I, I don't want right. you to... It's all good. Alberino's. All right. Keep Staten going. Island, no, do it. Tapas. Sophia's Taqueria in Staten Island. We just a lot mm-hmm. of good places that I went to that I... Uh, I think uh, it was really fun to learn about a new place and, and learn about new restaurants. Yeah. As well as to come to Rhode Island and... I'll learn about new places and revisit old places that I've only been once or twice and stuff like that. A lot of good stuff. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Uh, movies is yeah. our next category. Favorite comedy. I uh, I went with uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Wow. The reboot as my favorite comedy. Your favorite comedy. That's wow. correct. Right. I watched 53 movies That's in fair. 2022. That's fair. All right, Ray, what do you got? I don't have a favorite comedy. Really? I don't. You know what I listed? I listed Violent Night. I mean, there's a lot of places fun. where that could go, but I just thought that Violent Night, on top of being an action movie, yeah. was so tongue-in-cheek, and so we're going to create a funny, fun experience, yeah. that I think it was the best executed fun experience for me, of, uh, like in, in, in towards comedy. I yeah. know it's not exactly comedy. Right. No, I, I, I like that. I think, I mean, this fits, because it's, it's, it's a different category, but it, it is a comedy. Right. Um, I have favorite festival film. Perfect. Right? Because that's like a different kind of thing. It's sure. not art house. It's this other thing. Um, like, this isn't a super obscure. Yeah. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a I don't comedy. know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, of course, I can't remember the director's name right now, yeah. mm-hmm. but he's made uh, a few other films, uh, two of which my wife and I, we really like these movies. Um, the Square, uh, we thought was fantastic. Okay. I'm blanking on the other one. And I feel like a piece of crap for it. Uh, but uh, his new movie, Triangle of Sadness, you know, it's uh, it's not uh, it, it's not vague about what it's saying, right? Um, but it it's a it's a fun movie. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Okay, it's commenting on uh, class and yeah. social structure and money mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's great. Woody Harrelson is in it for mm-hmm. a little while. He's he's fantastic in it. Um, but it's a it's a very fun. Uh, movie, especially with the discussion we were having about like capitalism right. versus communism. And sure, stuff. sure. It's the essentially the core of it is there's this uh, you know yacht for the uber wealthy to go on, yep. and then the people that work on the yacht, right. and then a crash occurs, mm. and that's all you need to know. Right. Uh, but Triangle of Sadness, it was it was a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, so much vomit. By I, the way. I have well, a I have a I have a runner vomit. up for favorite comedy too, mm. which is the combo. Of Jackass 4 and Jackass 4.5. Yes. Did you watch 4.5? I only watched 4. I really think that 4.5 will increase your appreciation overall. Because it's kind of like a half documentary making of. Yeah. As well as a lot of extended stuff. And when we watched it, we were like, wow, there's four things in this that we were astounded were not in the main movie. Yeah. Like like Hmm. big, big stuff that I was like, I can't believe this was cut. Interesting. Yeah. I I was shocked. Remember the the thing on the swings? Yeah, it was like what the hell? It's so it was so good. So, yeah, that's how I feel. 
uh, favorite favorite documentary. Uh, I only watched one, and that was Beanie Mania, telling the the history of Beanie Babies. Oh boy, we watched that together. Yeah, we watched it, oh it like God. in January. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I was like, "That's enough. Nothing's beating this." Wow, it was pretty fun. It was. It, it was, was extremely it was very fluffy. Fun. Yeah. But like in, in like, you know, it's yeah. one of those weird things, just like Columbia House, where you're like, "What was the deal with that?" Yeah. And you just want to yeah, find out yeah, the story. Yeah. Oh, for like sure. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite documentary was "Till the Wheels Fall Off," the Tony Hawk documentary. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Rodney Mullen's speech was it gives me chills. And uh, my runner-up was "Our Father" on Netflix about the guy who worked in the um, sperm bank thing. Oh, right. And he yeah. kept just putting his own sperm in people. Yeah, yeah. It's just a funny prank. If he had been drinking it's it every morning. It's just a funny prank. <laughs> it's a harmless prank. I'm sorry. If, he, if he had been drinking it every morning, wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have happened. Uh, I don't you? have a documentary. Yeah. Um, really? Uh, yeah. I uh, Because uh, like I see so many documentaries. I enjoy right. watching documentaries. And also so many documentaries now, because of the model, have shifted to... A short form series right i know and that makes it really difficult i agree uh i would say for just a straight up documentary mm. it's not i don't know if i can call it a full-on like this is a documentary yeah but it was right around the beginning of the year okay get back the the beatles documentary oh, okay. oh i heard yeah i mean that i remember it really turned you on to the beatles yeah it was yeah. huge yeah. it was a big documentary i do think it shines a light on a very specific thing yes and it's doing something that quite literally could not be done yes uh you know having access to the biggest band in history right Mm -hmm. while they're creating one of the last things they're going to do right uh so i i have to give it to that i mean it's incredible plus it made me a fan of the beatles it turned it from this ubiquitous thing that's always been around like i like some of their songs but I they just they're the Beatles. They yeah. wrote the of course that song is is uh, what it is. It's the Beatles. Yeah. Right. This was the first time I went, oh, it's it's four guys. It's yeah. four people. Yes. Human people yeah. making this music. Right. It's fucking insane that they could do that. Yeah. Yes. Um so I, I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Nice. Uh favorite drama? Drama. Uh, can I give you an interesting little question? We'll just do this for like 10 seconds. Sure. For favorite drama, the star. Of my number one pick is the same as the star of my runner-up pick. Hmm. Interesting. Any idea of who it could be? It's pretty. It's pretty weird. They're two very different movies, but they're both kind of dramas. Both kind of dramas. The first one's definitely a drama. Second one is dancing on drama comedy. <clears throat> I don't know. I, it's, it's possible. It's the same as mine. It is. First drama. For I, I said favorite drama was Pig. Me too. Starring Nicolas oh, Cage. Okay. All right. Which would put your runner up as the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's correct. Wow, That's there you correct. go. Yeah. Did you watch that movie? I have not. Oh, I think you'll I like it. Not. I yeah. think you'll enjoy it. It's the, the the second lead is the guy from Mandalorian. Yeah. Pedro and Pascal. he's amazing. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And when is Pedro is it Pablo? Pedro. 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 Uh when they come across That's Sorry, that's Brad at every Mexican restaurant. Yes, it is. is it Pedro or is it Pablo? Pedro or yeah. Pablo? I, what a, he, he, I don't want it <clears throat> spicy. He puts sour what? cream. Tell, tell Ray your... Because uh, this, this is another great little window into Brad. Tell him your... Uh, I, was, uh, I was out for lunch at a Mexican restaurant <laughs> with two friends, one of whom uh, is uh, black and one of whom is, you know, also white. Okay. Uh, darker features than me. And the waiter came out with our food and set the food down in front of our, our, our black friend and said, caliente, amigo. And he put it down in front of our uh, other white friend and said, caliente, amigo. And then he put my food down in front of me and said, hot plate, sir. <laughs> How funny is that? 
That's great. And we all noticed it and nobody said anything. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're munching on our meals. And then all of a sudden, like uh, my, my friend set down his fork and he's like, did anyone else notice? I'm like, yes, I noticed. <laughs> Isn't that such a beautiful picture of real life comedy? Yeah, yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. amazing. I, I really yeah. do love that. But yeah. that's, that's my favorite comedy. <laughs> but I was going to yeah. say Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. When Nicolas Cage sees the Nicolas Cage Museum mm. that Pedro Pascal has built in this movie, it's just so perfectly for probably our age group. Right, yeah, yeah. And Nicolas Cage often talks to himself, and he's kind of Nicolas Cage from like the early 90s. Mm. And it's like them side by side. And one of them being like, don't you know who you are? And it's really, yeah. really well done. But Pig, you saw Pig. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. I loved Pig. Yeah. I thought it was just like incredibly well done. And I think that that's, you know, Pig, along with movies like Knives Out, really represent filmmaking to me, where it's like, it's not really about anything other than here's this story, here are these characters, let's let this world evolve. Mm. Um, and that's really what I love about filmmaking. So Pig really represents that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have uh, best drama? I do. Uh, and it's tough because I, like, I, I really went back and forth on whether or not to make this my best drama. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, one, one, because there's genuinely funny moments in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is, it does have comedy, but I'm going to say it's a drama that has comedy in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, it, it's a recent film. So it's hard for me to kind of separate how much I like it right now yeah. versus yeah. things I saw months and months and months I know, ago. I know, I agree. But I looked at everything that was out and I and I have this horrible feeling that I forgot things and I left sure. things out. Half the fun. Me too. Well, I don't have the I don't have the spreadsheet ism that you guys have. I don't have, have it either. I don't have it either. Oh I, that, yeah, I didn't yeah. do that. I just had to kind of go off of what I remember. Yeah. I'm gonna have to man, if we get the intern for Fun Bearable, I need an intern that's like a, a diarist. A yeah, oh, me too. Okay, yeah. Where I can just call them at any hour of the day or night and just be like i just saw uh i just saw cool world <laughs> i vaguely remembered it remembered it as a child so uh not very good kind of horny just write that <laughs> right not very good now i'm kind of horny no, no not no, the, the movie, movie. Me. <laughs> all right all right i'll talk yeah no all right i'll talk to you later okay bye right. Right, bye brad <laughs> <laughs> bye brad <laughs> log in to ray's letterbox to <laughs> i just hang up and i go <sighs> I'm fucking horny. <laughs> <laughs> then he hangs up and he goes, I thought they said diarrheaist. <laughs> All right, I'll try and write it. <laughs> How many tags? Come on, let's keep doing tags. <laughs> but my, my favorite drama, I got I think I have to give it to this. It's just it's so I I'm so in the air and I don't I'm just gonna give it to this. Uh Banshees of Inishiran. Yeah. yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Uh again, another writer director that I adore. Yeah, that I, of course I'm not remembering his name because I'm a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh should have looked it up. Why didn't I? I think it was George Lucas. No, I don't think. <laughs> what if it was what about about Banshee? <laughs> what if they're on the island, but like they all represent like the Irish Civil War? I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> Could that be? Sure. Uh, what what are the ages you want our female characters to be, George? <laughs> Young, like oh. maybe nine. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's a full grown, sexually active adult. So twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that girl from eighth grade? <laughs> so, but uh, uh, no, Banshees of Inisherin. 
Yeah. Uh, I really do love that writer director, and it's killing me that I can't remember his right. name. I'm stalling a little bit to try. Yeah. Whatever. If yeah. you're listening or watching, just Google him. Yeah. Uh, he did Seven Psychopaths. Oh, I love he, Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. And he did In Bruges. Nice. Which is I haven't the big seen In Bruges. Oh, you got to see In Bruges. I haven't seen In Bruges. Yeah, see I haven't seen it in ages. I, yeah. I think that was a Netflix disc movie for me. I'll oh, watch wow. all three yeah. one day. You want to watch all three? We'll watch all three. I will do that. Have, I will do that. You will be so depressed. We have six Mission Impossibles to watch. It's true. And all the Ernest films. Uh, it's true. <laughs> Ernest Impossible? Yes. <laughs> it falls on one man. <laughs> <laughs> My mission. Should I choose to accept it? Should I choose to accept it? <laughs> <laughs> My mission. Should I choose? To Should I choose to accept? It's already self-destructing because he's taking so long vamping. <laughs> Ethan Hunt is my name. <laughs> Ernest Hunt. That's really Ernest fun. Hunt. Yeah. yeah, that's really. Fun. Yeah, you know what? It starts. It starts. There's a message for an E Hunt at, <laughs> at a hotel yeah, lobby. It's a switch. It's a switch. <laughs> and then, and then, wait. Then, so he gets it, and then Tom Cruise goes to his mailbox and opens it. Goes. And he walks away. He Tom Cruise opens it and it's baloney. Yeah. Right? He just closes it. <laughs> it's the other one. They switch the back. Yeah, there's, it's, a, it's a mix up. And then Ernest is Mission Impossible Ethan Hunt. That's amazing. Tom Cruise I gets did an invitation. All my own stunts. <laughs> Tom Cruise opens it. It's an invitation to the Poutine Indulgence Festival. <laughs> That's where he was at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Ernest in Ernest Impossible is. <laughs> Fucking delightful. And, and, and Ernest saves the world. Yeah. But Ethan Hunt totally screws up the put, the, the big <laughs> keynote speech. Yeah, yeah. At the, the Poutine indulgence. He gets all Scientology on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're here for the warm soup of potato. Uh, but no, Banshees of Inishirin, uh, yeah. so great. Yep. And I was really excited to see this movie because I knew the writer director is phenomenal. He yeah. started out as a stage writer, uh, yeah. you know, for the for like a playwright. Right. Um, has done a lot of stuff. I would kill to see some of the the plays that he's done. Mm -hmm. I've heard nothing but like really amazing stuff about some of it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they have very strange names. They sound like horror titles, but okay. they're not. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was very excited for the movie because it was a, a return to the pairing of uh, 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 oh my god my brain is completely gone I should have written all of these Colin things Farrell down. Colin Farrell and something Gleason Jackie not Jackie uh, Gleason no it's not it's it's is it another C name I I I, I know who you mean he was yeah. in, he was in Eternals uh, oh. he was yeah I think so weird it's uh, Donald Gleason's father oh then he wasn't it no. was a different okay. Gleason no. in Eternals. Uh, but uh, uh, I really should have written these things down, and my brain is gone right now. And I'm Chuck, sorry. It's Chuck looking that up. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Well, they starred in In Bruges together. Okay. So you know, same writer director. Dominic Gleason. Nope. Maybe. Maybe. Why did it, no. Why did it scroll so far down. Brendan. Brendan ah. Gleason. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate. It. See if we Good had job. that intern. Yep. Yeah. Slash diarist. <laughs> slash diarist. Yeah. Write down that made me horny too. Right. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a stamp. They yeah. they have to write it so often for easier. all three of us. Just they just easier. have a quick stamp. Pig horny. Yeah. <laughs> What's the I this list? Why are there so many little stamps of a green M and M? <laughs> That's for when it made us horny. Yeah. Uh, but no. So uh, uh, you know, for them to come back together, mm -hmm. 
amazing. Yeah. I think, uh, like, I've talked to some people, like, my mom saw the movie. She was like, I liked it, but it was too sad. Yeah. Right? yeah and yeah. it's that kind of thing. It is like, hey, when you go into this thing, there's not a happy ending here. Sure. Yeah. You will have some chuckles, and it's sad. Right? Yeah. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. The dialogue's fantastic. Watching them act is just fun. Yeah. Colin Farrell is one of the best working actors today. Yeah. I firmly believe that. And yeah. it won't be until he gets older yeah. where people will recognize like really what he's doing. He does a phenomenal job in this movie. Um, uh, Barry Co- Cohen. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. That, that's who was in Eternals. Okay, yes. yeah. Barry Cohen, actor, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he was amazing so it's just powerhouse performances yeah. the uh the the actress that plays the sister huge powerhouse but like it's it's basically like hey there's four incredible fucking actors mm-hmm. acting the shit out of this really beautifully written story mm-hmm. all shot on a gorgeous island right. just off the coast of ireland and it really is beautiful yeah like there are <laughs> frames of the movie that you could just pause and go art right yeah 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 um adore it and then the fact that i'd say maybe like 15 20 minutes into the movie i turned to my wife and i was like i think this is just all a metaphor for the irish civil war okay and by the end of the movie that bears out and uh and i think it's like that's a thing that certainly here in america Mm -hmm. nobody talks about the irish civil war right right but it is a fascinating part of kind of relatively recent history right and uh you know it's it's this idea of uh, that all being so convoluted and complex yeah that essentially it's like what do you do with a country that had a civil war that they don't really have an ability to understand why it started or what they were doing right. we had a civil war yep we know how that started there are some people that argue why right mm-hmm. but we know what it was we know what happened mm-hmm. and we did this we tried to kind of move past that afterwards right, right. i think people even the people who uh say they don't know why they, they know they why. know yeah. why but it in ireland it really is just this this horrible like this caused that and it's all it all feels like retribution yeah And uh, I heard a fantastic quote about the Irish Civil War uh, and Ireland in general, which was just, Ireland has too much history. Oh, that makes sense. In why, like, you know, all of this conflict happens. There's too much history. Very small island. A lot of shit's happened. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Banshees of Inishirin, beautiful film. Love it. Tattoo it on my body. Nice. Each each frame? Just... Too much. And then you have to get a jeweler's loop and look through it. And then I go like this. Oh, no. Uh, best, th- or, sorry, favorite thriller. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if it counts as a thriller, but I did uh, The Glass Onion. Wow. I did Black Phone. Ah, very nice. Which I loved. Uh, I skipped thriller. Okay. And I went instead with a different title for it. Perfect. Because I think it applies more. It is technically, I think, a thriller. It's not an action film. Uh, my favorite big IP movie. Okay. Right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, a huge uh, uh, intellectual property, right? Like a, yeah. a, a character or whatever. The Batman. All right. Yeah. That was my favorite thriller. Yeah. I think sure. I think it is, it, right? You'd have yeah, to, I think yeah. so. I think it's, so. It's the seven of superhero movies. Right. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Without so a it's, a, it's a thriller. But I yeah, agree. The Batman was great. Yeah, it was I, great I, stuff. I had yeah. zero expectation going into it. I only went to the theater to see it because I don't get to go to movies that often. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, have a child. 
uh, and <laughs> am a stand-up comic. Yeah. So if I'm uh, most nights, I'm doing comedy or whatever if if I'm uh, able to. Right. And uh, and then you know the idea of my wife and I getting time to go to a movie that's like a once twice a year thing right. that we get to do. Yeah. Uh, I only went because I was on the road with other comics, and they were like, "The Batman came out this weekend. Let's go see the Batman." Doug Key uh, was there. Doug Key, Rob Pierce, Sam Ike. We were in Pennsylvania, just mm-hmm. outside of Philly. Uh, had a really good time. We were at Soul Joel's, um, uh, great club, and uh, <laughs> and so Doug bought the tickets, um, <clears throat> and then drove us to the wrong theater. Ah, good. And so we uh, we missed the first like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then Doug went to see the movie again, and so he filmed. The first five minutes on his phone. That's very nice. And of him. texted it to us in a group text. That's very, very fun. So you yeah. heard that? Doug Key is a pirate. Yep. <laughs> he stole five minutes of a movie. Uh, but no, I thought he it was, wouldn't steal five minutes of a car. <laughs> you wouldn't steal five <laughs> minutes of a house. Uh, but no, the Batman. I think it got. Uh, it, I think it was a, a little bit of a split. I think majoritively people liked it. Yeah. There were people that were just like, "I'm not. Who cares?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess I understand, but mm-hmm. like, I like what the movie was doing. Oh yeah. Me too. I think it's easy to make fun of if you want to. Yes. Yeah. You me can too. latch on. I am vengeance. Yeah. But it's like, but the point of the movie is at the end he figures out that's not what he is. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like, and I I liked the depth there. Right. Yeah. And I thought Pattinson did a fucking good job. Yeah. I mean, I think the movie was... And very, Colin Farrell again! I think yep. that they, it was, the movie was very well done. Colin Farrell was killer. Yeah. The idea of doing a big car chase kind of from the ground. Like Beautiful. they were really filming it in a way that felt a lot more intimate than a yeah. lot of that big stuff uh, was, a, was a triumph. And I thought that the idea of treating the Riddler more like a killer mm-hmm. than just like a bad guy yeah. uh, was awesome. And I think I think a lot of the criticism was like, uh, the the uh, the Catwoman romance was forced, which I understand. I, yeah. I, I, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. I understand they kind of threw it in because it felt more necessary. Yeah. But in terms of building a new Batman world after the Nolan verse, mm-hmm. very tough to pull off, and to pull it off that well is and huge. John Turturro, killer, yeah. great performance out of him too. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody did a really really wonderful job in the movie, and I I I just liked it, and I liked what the director was doing, like yes. the choice there, and also as a Batman nerd yeah Mm -hmm. like batman was the comic that i read a lot like that batman for a long time it's like no that's my comic book i read that yeah yeah so i really appreciate it and i think going to this period of time for batman is fascinating yeah it's not year one nope Mm-hmm. It's a little bit on. Yeah, he's figured out a few things, and yeah. he's wor- but he's still working on it. So we can see new tools and toys. We can see new devices. Uh, we can see choices happening. Like with the Batmobile, we see in the background like this kind of iteration of him working on it. And right. this is then all of a sudden the first reveal of it, right? Yeah. And that that's all great because it's like great you've given him more challenge exactly to overcome when he, when he and falls. figure out. Yeah, when he falls and does all of that, that's fantastic. And I adore the idea of a Bat Cave under Wayne uh, uh, Wayne Enterprises the Wayne, the, yeah. the building. Yeah. Wayne Towers or whatever. Yeah. I love that idea because even as a kid, I was always like, but his Batcave is like way outside of town. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if something happens, yeah. right? And it's like, oh, the Joker is at the big gala and he's shooting somebody every 60 seconds. The Joker yeah, yeah. is at the Poutine Indulgence <laughs> Festival. The Joker is at the Poutine Indulgence. F- what? 
Let him do. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. No. No, he said it's fine. Right. So so I do I always was bothered by the idea of like he's like at least 15 minutes out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having it be under there, I thought that was really, really fantastic. So yeah, I liked a lot of stuff going on. And also, isn't it fun to see Batman, the world's greatest detective? solve a crime yes. yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean yeah, that yeah. was that was great so no, yeah i agree yeah that was my uh my favorite thriller yep. nice i had two runners up which were just barbarian which is like half thriller half horror yep because mm. for so much of the movie it's just tension you don't know what's going on yeah and then hush which is not a movie a lot of people know about but it's about this deaf woman in a cabin in the woods and this guy comes to terrorize her and whenever you see things through her eyes there's just no audio at all. There's nothing. Sure, yeah. And there's yeah. a part where she's in the bathroom and she's waiting for him to come in and you start seeing the ceiling start caving in behind her and she has no idea. And yeah. it's like, it's re- I thought it was really well done and again, kind of goes with what I like about filmmaking, which mm-hmm. is a story and you just let the characters live in the story. Nice. But good stuff. Yeah. Uh, best horror. Uh, I put The Black Phone uh, mm-hmm. under uh, Best Horror, uh, written uh, based on a short story by Joe Hill, directed yep. by Scott Derrickson, starring Ethan Hawke. Um, just a, uh, you know, a, a kidnapping case with supernatural elements yep. and, uh, you know, scary because it's, I, 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 I think having it set in the time frame it was set late seventies, presumably, uh, adds a realism to the idea that, uh, kids can get snatched. Yeah. 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 And, uh, that, uh, you know, somewhat with, with the, uh, helicopter parenting and lawnmower parenting and all that seems so unlikely now that you kind mm. of have to set a movie uh, like that back then. Yeah. See, Kalina and I, my wife and yeah. I, uh, we believe in steam cleaner parenting. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Straight them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put some pressure on them. Put some pressure on them. <laughs> <laughs> put some Thank you so much. Yeah. I ran out. I was yeah. like, uh, heat them up. You got to heat them up. Burn them. <laughs> uh, did you have a horror film that you enjoyed? Yeah, I think it's an obvious one. Nope. Yeah. It, it, I think. I mean, it's not. It's not. A horror, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's less a horror than like, uh, us, uh, yeah. you know, that was right. Um, the monkey scene is like a horror film. The monkey scene, that's why it's in my list, yeah, no, because yeah. I think some of the other stuff, what I appreciate, what, what I appreciate the most out of Nope mm-hmm. is that it's fucking new and different and interesting. Yeah, me too. And when I left the theater with my wife, that was one of the few we got to go see, uh, we talked about it. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. And I love a movie where I get to go home and I get to unpack it. And yeah. I get to go, yeah. Ooh, what did this mean? You I know, know, and do that stuff. Yeah. So I really do appreciate it. And over time, uh, my appreciation of it hasn't dropped. Yeah. Which I thought it could. I thought leaving Nope with the big concept that's there. Yes. I could walk away and then six months later go, you know what? You know, like, what right. are we doing? And that happens often. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it stayed and it worked and I and I appreciate what was going on there. Mm-hmm. There's so much. It's I think that's the issue is like get out, which is what it gets compared to all the time because it's Jordan Peele. Um and get out is a masterpiece. I love it. Yeah. Um get out's message is singular. Yes. Nope's message it's not a message movie. It's a movie that he wanted to make that has many different themes happening in it it's not so it's hard to compare when get out is such a singular theme right yeah it's a movie where it's like there's the message right yeah, right which is not usual for most movies right right in, in general right. and then nope is more ambiguous right 
I think that's where people really struggle. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I really enjoyed the, I enjoyed the ride that the movie took me on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that fucking chimp scene mm-hmm. is, like I said it when I left the theater. Yeah. I will say it still. It is one of the most uncomfortable moments I've ever had sitting in a movie theater. Yeah, it was yeah. killer. I was so upset watching it just yeah. internally. Yeah. Like it just I was uncomfortable. I didn't want to be there. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. those feelings no, are going through you. Yeah. And props to Jordan Peele. Like the joke of uh the cliche of like, oh, you see Jaws when you're a kid and you're scared to go in the water. Yeah. Right. And people are can still be scared of oh, I don't want to go in the ocean. Jaws scared right. me for scarred me for life. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm never gonna get to enjoy a fucking chimp ever again. Yeah. I just it's true. I've seen like videos of like chimps, like this chimp is seeing its handler from 20 years ago again. Yeah. Yep. And they jump up and they give him a hug. And I'm just like, it's gonna rip your fucking face off, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like it still is with me. Yeah. Did it did affect did it oh, affect yeah. you guys? It was, that it was way? perfect. It was it was awesome. I thought that, that scene was perfect. Yeah. Brad? I was You're disturbed. Quiet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because I have so many chimp-like uh, qualities. I was going to say features. The brow, longer arms. <laughs> yeah. People don't like making eye contact. They don't. It gets you aggressive. Balloons frighten me. Um, no, I, I, I enjoyed Nope quite a bit, but I saw it at home, like well uh, lit, like okay. I'm pausing it because yeah. I'm too scared or whatever. Yeah. So ah. uh, I do remember Ooh. hearing, uh, I, I, was, I, I wish I could remember where it was. There were, there were two like, you know, early 20s-ish, relatively attractive women talking about the movie Nope. Uh, and at this point, I had already seen it. And they're like, I didn't like it. I thought, like, I get the point of what he was going for. And I'm like, I'm automatically tuning you out. Yeah. Because I, I know that you don't get it. And then so I'm like, you, oh, I, I don't want to be a snob. You slowly backed out of those bushes you were hiding. Yeah. In. And I was right. like, what, what, you know, <laughs> what am I even here for? I put my yeah. stepladder away. Yeah. I took my chuck mask off. Yep. <laughs> and uh, no, it was... Uh, you yeah. got to stop taking Chuck's Chuck mask. Yeah. <laughs> you know he uses that when he masturbates. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. What was your favorite horror film? I put X. I really okay. liked uh-huh. X, and I watched it for the first time this year, and I appreciated the idea of that different direction for a movie that feels like this. Yeah. It's a different direction. And it's a prequel, right? Because uh, later on, it was X versus Sever. Yes, yes. that's right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Like going back to 2002 yeah. for that one. I think I might have referenced that once before on Fun Bearable. <laughs> and you want to know a really funny part? Never saw the movie. Hmm. It's just one of those titles where I'm like, this is peak dumb action movie. Yeah. Like yeah. it's peak, I don't know, take two people we know and put them in the movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, so that cool. was my that was my top. Ballistic X versus Sever versus Ernest. Yes. Oh. So now that, X isn't it? A, it is a prequel though, right? I don't know if it's or, or, no, or no, no, no. Is, is Pearl Pearl's the prequel. The prequel. Pearl's yeah. a prequel. Yeah. Sorry. Did you see X? I didn't see X. Oh, you'll like it. Yeah. I, I know how you feel about movies usually. I think you'll really enjoy yeah. this. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll I don't, check want, it out. I don't want to yeah. say many, much about it, but okay. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Best animated slash family film. Uh, I wrote down Encanto. This is where this is where I put Chippendale reboot, yeah, which I thought, I thought was I incredible. thought about it there, but I wanted to get them both in. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I didn't see Encanto. I put Chippendale for mine. Uh, I don't have one. Uh, it's it's one of those categories. I think I've just seen so much yep. with oh, really? Finn. Oh, yeah. And it's also really hard, because I'm biased at this point, it's really hard for me to gauge accurately how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. So many things uh, that I'll see that are like family-based, where I'm right. just like, oh, thank God it's not bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. stuff here for me. Yeah. Good, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. You know, like that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Plus, we've seen so many older 
like yeah. family movies lately. For Apple sure. Dumpling Gang. The uh, Apple Dumpling yeah. Gang rides again. We did the Poutine Dumpling Gang. Return Oof. of the Curse. So they have the, it was so the diabetes. Poutine, the, it's the, bad. the Poutine Indulgence Dumpling yeah. Gang. <laughs> you know what I didn't like about that movie? The sound design. Yep. So much like, let's go over here. <laughs> Hard nose breathing, right? A Take a look at this, Sally. <laughs> right? uh, best act or favorite action movie. Woo-wee. That's a hard one. There was it a there was. was a tough one for me. So I I uh, I said Top Gun Maverick. So Top Gun Maverick. Chuck and I saw in theaters and enjoyed immensely. Yeah, uh, Top Gun Maverick and Nobody were my runners up because mm-hmm. I didn't see Nobody until this year and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ambulance was my favorite action movie of the year. I just wow, loved it. Snuck in under the wire. We yeah, it on like it, the thirtieth. And I, I was trying to compare it to Top Gun, and Ambulance was Top Gun felt so much more like a well-told classic Hollywood movie and ambulance felt so much more like a new experiment in action films mm. okay. that I, that I kind of put it at the top. Makes sense. Yeah. That's fair. How about you? Uh, I have instead a slightly different category. Okay. Things, right. Yeah. You said I should do these. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I, I can't tell cause you smile and I'm not sure if you're smiling. Oh, like, I don't oh, care. Fuck you. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I'm paranoid. Uh, I have instead of best action movie, biggest letdown. Ooh, we, have, okay. we used to have biggest letdown. Yeah. yeah, Brad shaved it. Which is an action movie, uh, The Gray Man. Oh yeah, oh. The Gray Man, the Netflix yep. produced yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an action movie. It is by the trailer. It's like we are straight up 100% action so movie. So Russo brothers, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah. We're going to give you action du jour. Here we go. Yep. Uh, and for the cast that's involved, right. I like Chris Evans a lot. I'm a fan of Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Ryan Gosling. I think he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think he's uh, he should be in more. Right. Um, I think he's super fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nice Guys is a movie oh, that fantastic. should... Oh, I'm so upset that The Nice Guys bombed. Yeah. Uh, or not bombed, but it flopped. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice Guys flopped. Kills me. Yeah. Kills me. It's a buddy comedy. You've seen it, right? Yeah. I have. I want to see it again because I don't remember it super clearly, but I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. yeah. And same writer. Uh, oh, my God. I love that movie so much. Uh, uh, oh, the, the writer is... Um, Shane Black. Shane Black. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. All I wanted to say was Jack Black. I loved Shane Black. He's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you have Ryan Gosling, uh, Chris Evans. You've got a supporting cast that's that's big right. as well. Um. And uh, you have the directors of the biggest franchise ever, right. mm-hmm. the Russo brothers. Yeah. How could this? And it's like, yeah, it's a Netflix produced movie. Mm-hmm. And so far, Netflix produced means, meh. you yeah. know what I mean? Sure. Uh, notoriously that. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to another issue with that in a, in a, in a minute. But uh, that movie, I was like, I'm worried going into right. it. And it, unfortunately, I was it it, it bore it out. Bore, yeah. I was it, it's nothing. There's just nothing happening. And I think because there's such good people in it, yeah, and it's made by good filmmakers, yeah, that's why it bothered me so much. Okay, if it wasn't them making it and it wasn't the people in it, I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. This mm-hmm. is yeah. just it's not it's not great, right? But I was so I frustrated, mm-hmm. and it's also if there was another award category, I would put put that fucking drone camera down. 
that would go with the gray man okay. as well. They overuse drone shots to a degree that was laughable. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, gray man, um, I just it, I get frustrated when you have great people all right. together, and I go, yeah. "Come on, the camera's running! Like, make a good thing here." Right. You know yeah, I know, mean? I know. Yeah, so uh, that's that. Uh, but uh, I, I will bounce off of it and say, "Best surprise!" All right, we used to have that yep. too. Brad shaved it. Uh, was uh, white noise. Which I just yeah, saw you, very right, recently. Yep. It just came out. Yep. It still counts for 2022. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a Netflix film. Yep. Going in, I was like, uh oh, Netflix production. Yep. I don't know. And it might be, it is one of my favorite movies of the year. Right. I adore that movie so much. Yeah. Uh, it's doing something different. And I really like what Noah Baumbach is going for in that movie. Nice. Yeah. And Adam Driver's performance is killer. So he's great. I don't want to sound just negative. So that, that was a positive. Nice. Uh, we had best, our favorite epic action, movie. which is probably similar to your best IP. That's usually what yeah. we do. Okay. With epic gotcha. Action. You gotcha. know what I mean? It's usually yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. superhero movies and sure. that kind of stuff. I went, t- I, yeah. bat- the Batman's t- tough though. I went, I went with the Batman. Yeah. I, I went with a tie between uh, the Batman and Thor four. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I liked Ragnarok more than Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. Yep. And I really did like the Batman a lot, but it probably didn't capture me as much as Dark Knight or the previous Batman entries. So I looked at them both as being like, these are really good. Yeah. But picking between them in terms of which one's better, I'm like, they're so different that I think it's a tie for me. All right. That makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite actor? Um, I went with Nicolas Cage's performance in Pig, mm-hmm. uh, which it's weird because I'm looking at this and I'm like, so many of these were movies we watched in like the first half of the year. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Pig, we watched, I think, in January. <clears throat> yeah, and I uh, just lived with uh, with that Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. uh, acting job mm-hmm. all year long. And I thought it was, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage, at least in my mind, had been somewhat of a punchline. Yeah. Uh, yeah because, sure. you know, he, he infamously is, is taking roles to pay off tax debt and, yeah. you know, is kind of kind of phoning in that performance. But Pig was like, oh, right, this is he won an actual Oscar, not just a, a yeah, fun Oscar. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, I think Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is kind of about that. Yeah. For I don't want to talk about that movie anymore because I'm upset because I had to throw away a, a fantastic title. <laughs> it was going to be The Fun Bearable Weight. Of, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we're, working, we're working on a sequel, but it's it's like yeah. Chuck is writing it, and so far you and I are not in it. I know. <laughs> it's 90 pages there are in. There three Chucks, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a lot of character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Chucky, did you have a favorite actor? No, I didn't. But I well, do you have a favorite actor, Ray? Uh, the the pro- I looked at my screen for so long trying yeah. to do this. The yeah. prospect of choosing a favorite actor yeah. of the year is so difficult. Yeah, because it's like I mean, do I go off of who I would want to win the Oscar that year? Right. right. Yeah, it's a lot. Maybe, but not also not. You know what I yeah. mean? So it, it really is that that's a really hard one. I, I yeah. didn't really pick one. I think my answer would be maybe Ethan Hawke because the fact that he focuses on doing things like Black Phone, mm-hmm. he also launched the Purge series just because he believed in it. Same thing with Black Phone. Yeah. He just like yeah. is like, I'm gonna lend my name to this. And his performance in Black Phone, I think, is so good. Um, but I really don't do. I really don't have a favorite actor. Or I, also, I also like Bob Odenkirk in Nobody. Oh, the best! Yeah. That he, he was. He was. That was killer. He was excellent. But uh, I, I do have two. I have two little categories. I added. to co-sign on Ethan Hawke really quickly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think enough people have seen the 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 show. It's just a miniseries because it was on. 
I think maybe Showtime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Good Lord Bird mm, is I a don't miniseries. Know anything about it. No. Watch The Good Lord Bird. Yeah. Uh, it's based on a novel, uh, and it's it's also based on a real guy yeah. who fought uh, slavery. Wow. Um, who was an abolitionist and also kind of crazy. Good. Um, and it's a phenomenal miniseries. Uh, it's so good that uh, I got the book. My wife, my wife read the book. I read the book. It, like it's so. The Good Lord Bird. I'm. I can't remember if it came out right at the beginning of this year or right mm-hmm. at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite of whatever year it was. Uh, so fucking good. And Ethan Hawke's performance in that <clears throat> is a performance where I go, oh, oh, you are fucking top tier yeah. right like good lord it, good lord bird yeah um so yeah i highly highly recommend good right. lord bird uh seek it out i again i think it was on showtime and mm-hmm. unfortunately i think stuff like that just gets lost yeah it right. does get lost especially showtime because you look at showtime and you're like what you're like what you know? i have hbo yeah i yeah. know it's i i think ethan hawk is really interesting because he's been in so much stuff and no one is like, oh yeah, Ethan Hawke sucks in that. Ethan, there's nothing. There's no one that says no, that. No. Right. But he's not one of those Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise people. And it's like, I know that he just loves film because he's done the entire gamut and continues to go back and yeah. forth. From he's big a to child small. actor. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And that's what's that's amazing. And there, he's there's he's a whole still got it. There's an there's an interview with him, and they talked to him about about like Marvel movies and stuff. Yes, I and remember that. The way he's so positive about it, yep. but also comes at it from like a real like filmmaking is important stance. Yeah. I'm like this guy rules. Oh, uh, he's the best. Yeah. He's absolutely the best. Uh, you know, I and like he's so good that I give Maya Hawk a pass on Nepo Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah for where sure. Where I'm like, "Nah, you're fine." You're yeah, fine. of course, of course. Uh, but no, it, again, good Lord Bird. Yeah. Please watch that. It, it he is doing a performance in that that's like fucking world ending i love it you know what's weird there's a my hawk made a music video this year where her boob is in it you see this why do you have to do well i'm just hold on yes i did see but there's an orgy scene and Uh her brother's in it okay isn't that weird if i was ever going to do an orgy scene i wouldn't have anyone in my family in the orgy that's good to know would you i would i i would have your entire family in it To make Thanksgiving pretty awkward. But why have the brother in the orgy? I say no. Listen, I'm an only child. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I, would, I would do an orgy with Maya Hawk's brother in it. I don't care. I have an orgy movie planned. It's called the Poutine <laughs> Indulgence Festival. I thought it was the screenplay for the, the fun, fun bearable, bearable weight of being. Person. Yeah. Um, my, and then you, Chuck slowly caresses Chuck. <laughs> Chuck slowly eats poutine. The two categories I out added, of. <laughs> there's no there's no slow about it. The, he puts the poo in poutine. <laughs> two categories you have. Yeah. Before I get to favorite movie, <laughs> I have older movie I should have seen before. Yeah. And I have three, which are Empire Records. Ah, oh, love oh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Escape from New York. Yeah. And yep. Big Trouble in Little China, which Brad and I watched those Heck two yeah. together back back as I was uh, on the couch recovering, and that was it. really fun. Yeah, it was a good time. And we were like, we were like really just talking about why we like these old movies yeah. and how, and I don't know how you feel about this, but it used to be like in like, let's say pre-1999, 1998, there used to be a belief with movies where I think people were like, yeah, yeah, suspension of disbelief, Escape from New York, where I think you can't make that movie today without someone laughing at it. Uh, I mean, that's tough because like... There's some level of cheese that was acceptable for a while that is no longer acceptable. It's hard though because at that time... yeah. 
I, what I what I always try and remember with with like older movies, mm-hmm. like the eighties, because uh, that that came out in the eighties. Yes. Right? Um, the eighties modern cinema had been around for ten to fifteen years. Right. Yeah. Modern cinema didn't start until the seventies. <laughs> yeah. And so that cheesiness that we saw in the eighties was everything getting figured out. Sure. And the birth of home video. Right. Yeah. Because pre the eighties, there was no way to the, do it. You only saw movies in the cinema. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So it's it's tricky. So when you're when you're going there, you're referencing stuff like the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Everything's brand new. Yeah. So John Carpenter doing Escape from New York, people are like, yeah, I'm in. And you're gonna tell a story. You know what I mean? Because everything is un trodden ground right. does sure. that make sense I, so yeah so i think cheese back then wasn't cheese so I know. It, so to do it now and say oh it would be cheesy now it's it it's cheesy now because it already happened does that make sense yeah. i think anyway I, we're getting into the weeds of i think that there's a little bit of that i mean i think there is that with the, with the already happy thing but i think that even if you did a movie that was completely different that just was like, well, you're really going to have to suspend your yeah, disbelief yeah. for this. I think you're just not allowed to do it unless you're doing some sort I don't know. of. I would have to. It's weird. Fast I would and have Furious. To figure is, out what that is. Yeah. Fast and Furious is a version of it. Yeah. But like we've talked about huge. before, we because they they go in knowing. Right. And it's right. a little bit more reflective than something like Escape from New York, which is yeah. a little bit more pure. But I would argue the reason that they know is, is because, because it's Escape post from that stuff. Right. And that is exactly. dirt. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. We figured it out. We did it. It's interesting. And then my other one, my other extra category that we used to always do is the Independent Spirit Award. Yep. And it has nothing to do with the actual award. It's just movies that came from a very unique place. And not that I loved this. But I really respected what they did with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Yes. Um, because they kind of made what I would refer to as like a small chapter in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. And unfortunately, they build it like a brand new movie. But it felt so tiny and so insular that I'm, I understand why people shit all over it. But as like a side thing, I think it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt the same way about Spirited in terms of being just a very unique idea of like, let's do this. Let's make this a musical. Let's do a brand new Christmas thing that's from behind the scenes of the ghosts. Right. Love that. And the final one was 8-Bit Christmas, which I thought was excellent. I thought that was great yeah. too, yeah. Really like surprisingly good. I thought, But that came out last year. It uh, did, but I didn't see it until January. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But that would have been my best family one because yeah. we just watched it again for this Christmas. Isn't it so good? And this good? time rewatching it, I was like... You did a great job on this. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, it's there's no you're not shortchanging us. You're not going for like the uh the easy out. The only thing I don't like is at the end they do a little bit of sadness and I don't like the sadness because it's directly the person in the family that is me in my family and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay? But like they really were like, "Hey, let's do a new Christmas story. Yeah. We'll make it kind of updated for, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are our age now." Because they're talking about the original Nintendo, yeah, and let's just make it really good. Yeah, they're not, they're not focused on like let's let's completely do something unexpected. They're like let's just make it great. Steve Zahn, yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah. Zahn's killer. And I think uh, I think the best part about it is there's just enough eighties. Yeah, it doesn't over eighties it. Yes, it doesn't go whoa. We're back here. Yes, right? it doesn't yes. do that. And yes. also the kid actor. He's great. Yep. Uh, he was a bunch in, of the kids are great. Uh, they are, yeah. Uh, but the the main kid, uh, yeah. he was the actor in another 
kids movie uh, recently as well that my son really enjoyed that, of course, I'm not remembering because it's a specific child's name as the yeah, title. Yeah. And if you ask me, a parent of an eight-year-old, yeah. what property has these specific <laughs> names, I'll get a nosebleed and start crying. Okay. I'm not going to ask you then. All right. I, Tommy I have, Stinkleton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have two categories as well before we get to the best. Uh, they're very quick. Uh, so um, I'm going to say the best movie I saw this year until the last 10 minutes okay. is a movie called Men. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. see the... I, yeah, that's right. You By told the way, me. we used yeah. to have a, a category called Close But No Cigar. I'll that's, give it that. Yeah. It I will give it that. I love the idea that you cut out all those categories and he brought back every single one. Uh, I don't know because I asked you guys to remove most titillating nude scene. <laughs> that's why I brought up my Hawks yeah. music video. And I... It keeps saying, like, I'm looking at the list here, and it says, yep. in brackets, every year we give it to Schindler's List. <laughs> That's we, fucked we, up. The, the heart honest, wants fucked up. what it wants. I will say, we did poop. No one brought up a poopiest turd. That was the name yeah. of the category that for, Brad for came w- up with. Worst, the- worst movie. <laughs> I thought that was you, like, as nope. a kid, swearing, like, you, that you think that's the worst swear in the world. <laughs> poopiest, poopiest turd. turd. Right? No, he says it quite. He says, poopiest turd. What'd you say in there, Brad? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Uh, and then, no, Men was like really, really well done. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've always been a fan of the uh, the the actor that is playing Men. Men, yeah. Uh, and I love the actress. She has popped up, of course. Don't remember her name right now. I'm fucking <laughs> anti IMDb tonight. Yeah. I apologize. I'm Ray MDB. Mm. What? <sighs> I watch uh, a show about you as a doctor. <laughs> a movie doctor. <laughs> Ray MDB. <laughs> it's me with a stethoscope holding it up to to a copy of Gray Man. Gray Man and I and I'm just uh Ooh. call it. <laughs> Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. Yeah, Rory Kinnear, great uh British actor, yeah. very funny. Yeah. And Jesse Buckley is phenomenal. Holy yeah. God. Yeah. I gotta she, I, gotta, I do want to see it. I know you don't love the ending, but I, I yeah, want to see it. She is an incredible actress. Mm-hmm. Like I get excited if I see her in something. Yeah. And I she's one of those people. My wife and I like to do this. We like to find these people where we go. I think this is going to be a fun actor to watch get older. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Sure. I just said that about Colin Farrell earlier. Right. Oh. Jesse Buckley is so good she was in i i'm thinking of ending things mm-hmm. uh that came out on netflix as well mm-hmm. really good i really enjoyed that movie that could also count for the last 10 minutes of like what are we doing here yeah, yeah. uh men it's very again the message is clear yeah yeah i think a lot of critics would be like yeah you took a sledgehammer to that very tiny nail right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's fine I appreciate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The movie is impeccably shot and produced and made, and like the ride is really, really great. Yeah. And yeah. it is like uncomfortable, and there's like horror elements going on, right. mm-hmm. and uh, some terrible CGI and some great CGI to make the men work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last ten minutes, it really is just like I get it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I get it yeah. enough, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that one. And then uh, the last is the best surprise uh, movie that I thought was going to be total generic trash that I ended up adoring, uh, which was Vengeance. I brought this oh, up yeah, on yeah. Uh, the yeah. ma- one of the bonus bonuses. Yes, uh, BJ Novak's movie that came out this year. Yep. Um, Starring B.J. Novak yes. Yes. and uh, Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Like, so, so good. Yeah, yeah, like, I, remember I, I remember looking at this like, this is going to be a very generic 
yeah light comedy right mm-hmm. uh and it's really really well done and i yeah. and i i was very surprised with vengeance and i'm happy that he made that movie nice yeah it's great i gotta see it do you have uh, a favorite actress brad i have favorite actress uh and she ties into my favorite overall film all right what's your favorite overall film everything everywhere all at once same here with shit yeah what's yours it's that it's everything everywhere all at once and my, and my runner-up is glass onion really yeah what I like it. I uh, I thought everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. I I've never seen a film like it, and uh, I, I suspect I will see a lot of attempts to duplicate what it brought to the table. Yeah, but Can we call uh, it E E A A O. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just yes, and just uh, what what a crazy theater experience to be a part of. Mm. You know, and I I had seen the hype online, social media, no spoilers, other Me than too. like, oh, I, I I've seen the trailer. And going in and thinking, like preparing to be, like I, I, I what's the word? I, contrarian about it, and, yeah, and yeah. to be like oh, really? it wasn't that good. And then you know, ten minutes in, I'm, 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 I've got an E E A A O hat on, yeah, and I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all in. Who's that guy with the vowel crown? Yes, <laughs> it, it was funny too because like I was seeing the hype build and build and build, and I'm yeah. like. I got to see this. I got to see this. And it kept like building. And I'm like, I don't want to miss seeing this in theaters and get it spoiled. Right. And eventually I was just like, I convinced Brad, Jordan, Michaela, and maybe someone else right. to a bunch of us to like, let's just go see it. None of us know anything right now. Yeah. Let's go see it before anything gets out. And we just fucking flipped. Yeah. And it was great because, you know, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but like the first 20 minutes of that movie purposely like overloads you and bombards you sure yeah yeah and then they take you on this journey and then they flip the journey upside down and it's just to see something so elevated that's a great example this isn't going to make sense to anybody else except for us because we were here before the the recording started that chaos yeah that sense that stress yeah that level in the first 20 minutes the cacophony that's happening right is intentional and carefully done mm-hmm. and masterfully laid out right yeah i was just bitching about amsterdam yeah the right. movie uh, uh that i watched uh last night yeah and it's the same exact feelings by accident. Oh, that's, that, see, yeah. this is this, yeah. when I was that's watching. Why, but that means like that's how hard it is to lay that out in in a satisfactory way. You I know agree. What I mean? It's funny because I was hearing all this hype, and in the first twenty minutes, I was really feeling like they're really like bombarding you with this person's life and the minutia and all this stuff and all this stuff. And I, and during it, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, if so many people liked this, this is intentional. Yeah, yeah. And this is what you're supposed to feel seeing through the eyes of this character, mm-hmm. and to pay it off in so many different directions was just I was I was shocked. It's interesting. I, I went into it. Uh, I unfortunately I I don't believe I got to see it at the theater. Yeah, I'm genuinely I can't remember. Yeah, I, either I did see it at the theater, but it was with my wife, and it was uh, a while after it had come right. out. Yeah, or we saw it at home. I can't I can't yeah. remember. And right. I'm sorry, but. Uh, I I had high uh, expectations for it. Mm-hmm. A because of what I've been what I had been hearing, mm-hmm. but also the filmmakers, the duo. Yeah. Uh, again, can't remember their names. Uh, they have like an amalgam. They push right. their names together. Or no, it's like the they just call them like the Bobs or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, I can't yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. Uh, they are great. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I love them, and I knew going into it from everything people had been talking about. Like it sounds, it sounds like high concept. It right. sounds 
Snooty. Yes. Yes. Snooty. Sure. Snotty. Both, Snotty. Both of them. The Daniels. Yeah. Yes, the Daniels. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig <laughs> and Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and Mom. Daniel Day Lewis is is acting as Daniel Craig, yeah. and you can't tell which one no. is really Daniel Baffling. Craig. Method. <laughs> Method. Yeah. Baffling. Baffling. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> Baffling is such a funny adjective. I, wa- I walked into a room and they were both standing there, and I was like. <laughs> Hey, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Yeah. yeah. Phew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I tried to trip him up. I tried to trip him up, and I said, I loved your performance as Daniel Plainview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there will be blood. Yeah. And both of them went, what? Like that. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and they did both talk like this. It's gravelly. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I knew going into it that it was from the Daniels. Yep. Yeah. And I really liked uh, Swiss Army Man. Yes. And that movie is I know, a movie and I haven't where seen that yet. bonkers. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at the just the description, the synopsis of that movie, you go, oh, what? No, yeah. what? Yeah. How, does, how does that elevator pitch Proceed. Yes. Yeah, How does that yeah, not yeah. end with somebody diving off the elevator and then cutting the cable? <laughs> it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The, the premise right. of that movie. And when you do see the movie, because you've seen it, yeah. you have not seen it. Yeah. I when haven't. you do see it, all of that care and like amazing ability yeah. that's in the Daniels in Everything Everywhere All at Once yeah. is in Swiss Army Man. Right. Yeah. And by the end of that movie, you're like, this was fucking good. Yeah. What happened, right? right? Like, it's so good. That's and what, so that's, I knew going in, like, oh, they will handle this. That's one of those things where it's like, when I saw the trailer for Swiss Army Man, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'll see it sometime. And then after hearing the reviews, I can tell that it is a project kind of like Violent Night, where someone has a concept and they're like, yeah, but what if I just kill this across the board and make it great the whole way through? And that's kind of what I trust. Sure. And and with the Daniels, like their concept was like a an an it's it's existential. Mm-hmm. There's a surreal aspect to it. Yeah. But there's this ethereal thing that they're touching on in that movie. Yeah. It's like what it means to exist. Yeah. You know. And I I heard a fantastic. Uh, not critique or or I, I heard a fantastic uh, take yeah. on an aspect of the movie that I do want to share with you guys. It's uh, it's about like the cacophony that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, all of the the chaos and that stress and how it's how it's built. Yeah. It is a very loud movie. It's very fast. It's yeah. very yeah. bang bang bang. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is the the moment in the film where our character uh, has that that realization. The yeah, aha yeah. moment yeah. for the turn, yeah. right? In right. in any kind of story, hero's yeah. journey. Um, in this movie, it is when everything stops. It's when the sound, the the noise goes away, right. the cacophony disappears, and we have two characters become rocks. Yeah, they're yeah. just rocks. Yeah, sitting like all of the action and chaos yeah. stops. Yeah. And it's just existing on the edge of a cliff, just existing. Yeah. yeah. And I never really, I didn't clock it that way until I heard somebody point that out. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And it's clearly intentional. Yeah. Like yes, that, that is that is what they are doing. Yeah. But it is this beautiful thing. Uh, 
it's it's another layer of commentary in the movie of like, hey, we live in chaos and cacophony. Right. It isn't until you shut all of the noise of all the bullshit around you. Guess what? Right now, we are part of the fucking noise. Yeah. We're part of the bullshit. We're the hot dog fingers. Yep. I think if you had to pick anything of what we are and everything all, everywhere all at once is we're the hot... Yeah. We're specifically Jamie Lee Curtis yes. with the hot dog fingers. Right. Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I think that's a beautiful message. I think that's a beautiful yeah. message to take away. Yeah. Uh, and it's it really is a fantastic movie. And also, speaking of actresses, Jamie Lee Curtis... Phenomenal performance. I mean, everybody's yeah. killing it in that Everybody movie. For sure. I shouldn't just point out Jamie Lee Curtis, but I think the reason well, I am I know why you is are. because she's. I think she gets overlooked from all the other performances that are just smashing it in that movie. Yeah. And not only that, she's kind of like... We I brought feel up, bad I picked out the one white person. Well, we, like, brought up, good. we brought up Ethan Hawke and the idea that this person appreciates film so much that they right. see the value across the board. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Jamie Lee Curtis did. Where she's in this movie, she's in Halloween Ends this year. That's the thing. is like and, She's known as the Halloween girl now, right. woman, now, because of, uh, of all this stuff. And she's had so many Halloween movies coming out recently. Yeah. For her to do everything everywhere all at once is a nice reminder of like, hey, I'm actually a great actress. Right. And I'm going to play a character who is supposed to be a side character and kind of an antagonist and yeah. build, 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 build. You know, I, I, yeah, same thing to me. Yeah, and she's she's really great in it because you're not watching you're not watching a Halloween movie and walking away going, Jamie Lee Curtis's performance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's what nobody's really feeling that with a movie like that. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean. Usually, yeah. So to have her be able to showcase. Oh yeah, it's killer. Wonderful. And, and, I, and I also, I don't want to. I don't want to see like seem like I'm shortchanging the project of Glass Onion. I loved Glass Onion. It's probably the movie that I spent the most time listening to the director talk about because sure. Ryan Johnson did a bunch of um, really great interviews, including one with Mark Maron that was awesome, about Glass Onion and Brick and Knives yeah. Out and, yeah. and, and, and Star Wars, everything he's done and kind of the whole journey. I like Ryan Johnson a lot. Listening to him talk, those soft tees. Oh, yeah. He's a little... Whew. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a character. He, and it's like, he has a big laugh. You know who he reminds me of? Spike Jones. Sure, oh, yeah. Okay. Spike Jones. He has a specific speech thing yes. that some people do have. I'm not saying it's just him. Oh, I know, but, yeah. But the T's cannot be pronounced. Yeah. So he'll be like, you know, getting this scene to be happening was a little bit of a battle. And, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, all right, Ryan. Well, one of my <laughs> one of the guys that works for me is Stephen Griss in Canada. Yeah. And he does that like all the time. Whenever yeah. he speaks, he does the skip over the T's thing. Uh, it's really interesting. But uh, yeah, I really love Glass Onion. Knives Out. Is still like I, I like it. Yep. I appreciate it a little bit more. I rewatched Brick this year too, mm. which I haven't watched in a long time, and I really appreciate that. Um, but uh, Glass Onion was such a great, fun project, and in the same way that I appreciate Nope, as this guy has a vision, this guy has an idea, and he's big enough where they just say, "Okay, we'll do what you want." Yeah, is really something to look forward to in film because it doesn't always yeah. happen, and especially yeah. where it's it was just uh, it was essentially a covid project for him right he was like i guess i'll just write this while, and, and, while in yeah. quarantine and if you haven't watched any videos that are like all the easter eggs and stuff mm. about glass onion w well them. worth it yeah they're awesome yeah they're uh, you right. know what special shout out no best actor but uh here's a new category uh somebody coming up and you go hey I like what you're doing. Put a nickel good in his pocket, you. send him on his way. The nickel in his pocket award. <laughs> the special nickel in his pocket award. Perfect. Good. Dave Batista. Killer. Yeah. 
Come on. Uh, he's the best. I mean, he is doing... I heard a quote from him that I loved because it summed up how I feel about him. He said, I never set out to be the next uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. I just want to be seen as a good fucking actor who is good at the fucking craft. Like, he was swearing and he was upset yeah. about it. And it's true. Yeah. I, like, oh, he's great. He's so good. And I really... I He's one of those guys where I'm like, you are a legitimate actor and good at it. Right. Yeah, And sure. I think coming from where he comes, coming from wrestling, yep. mm-hmm. that's hard to say. Now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. Right. But The Rock is The Rock yes. right. in everything starring The Rock. Yes. yes. That's not, there's not a lot of range there. And there's also not, he is not interested in like, I'll take a back seat. Right. And, yeah. You know, all not, that Not stuff. yet. We'll see. Yes. And maybe that'll happen. But yeah. Dave Batista has come out. If you yeah. smell what King Lear is cooking. <laughs> Poor Yorick. <laughs> I knew him well, Horatio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> People's elbow. It's Mick Foley's skull. Yeah. Oh, that's sorry. really funny. Uh, but no, Dave Batista. Yeah, front. Really, really fantastic. <laughs> Mick Foley's skull, sorry. And just before he finishes the monologue with the skull, what? Oh no, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes powering out. And me and Brad are like, holy, holy shit, Hamlet's dad isn't dead. Oh, oh, no. oh my God. Theater purists burn down the West End. Chuck and Brad barely escape. That's really funny. The Rock as Hamlet. That's fucking great. Uh, folks, the WWE- Produces him yeah. is what the no, WWE presents Hamlet yeah, is the, what's funny. The director of the stage play <laughs> is in an interview, and they're like, "I mean, Hamlet is one of the most uh, most done plays in history. Uh, there are adaptations that can take place everywhere from on the streets of Beverly Hills to a submarine during World War II. There ultimately wasn't anything left to do, so I said, "Fuck it, why don't we do the Rock? <laughs> That's new." Right? If they really did the WWE presents Hamlet and it was just balls to the wall crazy, <laughs> like a comedy action thing, sure. that would be fucking awesome. Alexa I, Bliss yeah. is Ophelia. Yeah. It works. Um, God damn, that's <laughs> yeah. Trademark, fun bearable. Where are your jibes now, Horatio? Um, folks, that uh, that brings us to the end of part one of our favorite things of 2022. <laughs> yeah! What's that, What's the time part check? Part two is, is... Oh, yeah, what is it? Uh, right now, if we're going by minutes, yes. it's 144 minutes. minutes. All right. God damn it. <laughs> and part two is behind the paywall? Is no, that no, no. <laughs> yeah, the Fun Bearable Patreon. $20 a month. You're not going to believe month. this. You're going to get five hours of Fun Bearable this week for free, baby. <laughs> Woo! I can't wait until we start charging people for yeah. it. I think it's really going to help. The odd thing is it kind of is behind a paywall, but it's it's our time. Yes. <laughs> and you can't get a refund. Fortunately, <laughs> oh, I am unemployed, so uh, my time. What, what's that? Here comes The Rock yes. <laughs> in Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Wow. Is is he playing the Raven? Is he's he, no, he's like, playing the, the put upon man. Oh, yeah. It's funny. So he does most of it. Gets into a fight with guy. He has him up for the rock bottom. He goes, "Quote the Raven." <laughs> In the pallid bust of Palace, just above my chamber doors. And then it goes to you know former uh, WWE superstar Raven being like, yeah, "I could have, I did this. I, I, did I a lot this of is stuff. who I was. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. my character. Oh my god! I went to camp with Tommy Dreamer." 
And then they did the movie adaptation of the stage play. Yes. <laughs> and their uh the the stage play director was going to direct the movie, right. but he quit early oh, on yeah, yeah. and he said afterwards he broke his NDA mm-hmm. and said that he was so sick of saying constantly stop looking at the camera. <laughs> Cuz after every line of Shakespearean dialogue, <laughs> the rock would just go <laughs> Like that, and he was like, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, "Well, nobody, I, nobody knows what this means, so I'm selling it." <laughs> Methinks thou dost protest protest too much this Sunday at the Alamo Dome. I'll see you in a steel cage. Oh, I, I don't know, know a lot of Shakespeare, um, but yeah, this this ends part one. We have uh, we, have, oh, we have some more stuff coming up. Yeah, we're gonna take a little break, Aroo. Yeah, uh, and in the next one, we are a new category. Chuck was very adamant about yeah, this. Yeah. We're going to do best adult video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I already know Chuck wrote his own. <laughs> he sold it to a video store so that he could rent it from that same <laughs> yes, video yeah. store. Legally, it's part of the list. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we appreciate you all being on this journey with us. If you have things that we may have overlooked in 2022, uh, let us know, funbearablepod at gmail.com or find us through the socials at funbearablepod. Always happy to hear from y'all. Yeah. For Chuck Staten and for Ray Harrington, I am Brad Rohr saying thank you so much for being here with us today, and we're sorry for being funbearable. bearable. <laughs>